are live and we are back. What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm Corey. I'm Jordan. And this is the Corden and Full Effect Podcast. And we are back. Like we never left. We are back like we never left. However. No, God. <laughs> no, God, please, no. Okay, guys. We we already recorded this. No! This is the second record of episode twelve. So the computer said we didn't have enough storage space, so we, we're re-recording. Fortunately, yeah. we're only about a minute or two into Jordan's question, so we were okay with bad. nuking it. So we have to. We're gonna be sorry, but we're we're saying these things twice. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard of Murphy's Law? What right. can go wrong? We'll go wrong. Okay, well, yeah. I'm gonna do my best to you know remember how I did it. Did you get any feedback? <laughs> I did get feedback. It's going to be so hard for me. Um, I got some feedback in reference to our episode length. Uh, we were told that our episode should be more consumer friendly in a consumer friendly format. Um, so that, in other words, they should be shorter. Right. And so for that, see, I already went off on y'all. So it's hard for me to do. <laughs> it's okay. Take two. Give right. some more. So in short, boom, I always ask for the feedback. All right. See, I'm the core of every conversation, right? I'm Corey. So y'all feedback to Jordan was going to get back to me. But we don't got enough uh, subscribers on our YouTube channel or enough, you know, likes and comments and reviews on all of the mediums that we post these podcasts and all the videos on relative to how much feedback we're getting. So at now I'm going to ask Jordan if the person is a subscriber to our YouTube channel, because you can just leave a comment there on our YouTube video and say this video is too long and then dislike the video. That's literally what we want you all to do. Now, for the reviews on Apple Podcasts, don't do that. We don't want that one star. But <laughs> I mean, do it, though. If that's how you feel. But again, y'all follow us, but that don't help the engagement. <laughs> say it with your chest and your at name. OK, <laughs> right. Yeah. Y'all need to run our numbers up. Real talk. So, um, again, like I said, our <laughs> <laughs> the house warming, right? I know a lot of people won't be here. Like, oh, Corey, in the next podcast, y'all the people saying the time limit is too long. <laughs> All right, so feedback as we do our best to implement our feedback. So we will be reducing the um, the length of the podcast. However, we don't intentionally try to make them go two and a half hours. Episode nine, that was intentional. Episode ten, the that recording, was an accident. yeah, we stuff was broken, so we didn't know. Episode eleven, we just probably lost track of time. We're going to try to keep them at an hour and a half for this one and the next two. And then we also discussed that um, we're going to decrease the frequency of how many days we're recording. So we're recording right now every Sunday. Um, so for sustainability, it's been come to a decision that we're going to record uh, every other week. So to but then I did not want to decrease how um, make sure we're posting every week i'm trying to remember what i said even though <laughs> so I'm st- just say it, so I'm i know so i'm stumbling though i'm trying because you know i already said it, so i'm like did i say this already so we're going to record every other week in the episodes we're going to try to have them roughly a little you know around an hour we're going to have you know five minutes of house cleaning and uh housekeeping and errors like we're doing now five minutes for our outro and think piece and then we'll have about 25 minutes of fitness questions and then 25 minutes of finance questions to mm-hmm. keep it, you know, roughly around an hour. Um, I'll, you know, probably go over, but you know, we're going to, it's not going to be an hour and 30, probably be around that hour and 15 mark in, t- in total. Um, but then we're going to do is we're going to record two episodes in one day. So the first time we do this will be the first uh, episode that is released in August. That's when we'll be changing over to the new format. So we'll record one episode. That'll be episode um, 15. And then we'll also record episode 16 that same day. So the one negative is for our guests, those of you that ask questions, it might, your question may not be answered on the 
podcast that we immediate release, you may have to wait 14 days to get your question answered. However, if it's immediate, we can, you know, obviously, you know, we can answer on the podcast, but, you know, answer it for you. If it's something, you know, you can't wait a whole extra seven days for. Our, our DMs are open. I mean, yes. that's in real life. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, yep. So we'll um we'll do that for you guys. We'll we will cut the episode length down so you guys can consume it more. But ha- don't say, uh, you know, you guys aren't asking enough questions. <laughs> Because I don't want to hear it. All right, next, my last uh, housekeeping. Um, I always say this. We have degrees in computer science, mm-hmm. right? I am not in the financial professional field. <laughs> so, but people still ask me, you know, do I know someone in the finance industry? And I'm like, no, because I'm a software developer. However, if you are a financial analyst or you know someone who is a financial analyst with around one to two years of experience and they know how to use Hyperion and Oracle, I don't know what Hyperion is. It's a Marvel character that's like Superman, <laughs> but I don't know what the software is. I do know what Oracle is, right? The database. But if they know that um, and they're a financial analyst, like I said, with one or two years of experience, I do have a job opportunity for you. It will likely be in the Hanover-ish region near Rundle Mills, for those of you who live in Maryland. Um, I don't know much else. I don't know about the work from home, but it is for a very, very, very large company. Um, so, you know, you're going to need to come correct. And this is a very good connect of mine because the person who asked me for this, you know, financial analyst position, they will be on the podcast. So you'll be really plugged in if you do know someone or you're a financial analyst yourself. And then um, last thing, I know I talk fast. This is my default talking speed. I really can't talk any slower without feeling condescending or I have to think too much, (laughs) (laughs) too much. So I will try to slow down for you guys. But I also don't want to keep talking like this because that's how I slow down and talk. And that doesn't feel natural. Also, you have the adjust, option to adjust on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, slow Just like down. you can sl- speed up yeah. the podcast, but you you'll, be, but you'll down. be slower. It's okay. They got to yeah. make a choice. Yeah. They got to pick one. And if you listen to me on fast, I'm... Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what, there was a way we could separate it where, you know, there's Jordan normal speed and me slow down. That'd be great. Hey, change the speed as you listen. Right? Just keep clicking back and forth. <laughs> right. So, okay. So those are my two air cleanups. And we're going to do them faster this time since we already did them. <laughs> the, first, the first one was like twice as long. So, but so Jordan, here we go. Okay. So my, my air cleanup, um, last episode, I mentioned a whole bunch of measurements, um, for fluid ounces and long story short, I messed that all up guys. I apologize, but I am here to correct it. So here's what's what, all right. Um, a, a gallon is 128 fluid ounces. A half gallon is 64 fluid ounces. One quart is 32 fluid ounces. One pint is 16 fluid ounces and one cup is eight fluid ounces. All right. Um, that being said, I know the fluid ounces. I don't know the names of the measurements, but you got them now. Okay. <laughs> um, that being said, you need to drink about 64 fluid ounces. That is my recommendation. Okay. So you tell me what that is, but make sure it's in your cup daily. Drink water. Yes. Budget. Yeah. End of the episode. Let me say this. We're not, we probably, you know, depending if it messes up again, this episode might just be Bosch. And that's why, you know, <laughs> if we get, if pretty much if Jordan's done, you know, we're on finance questions. Sorry. I and mean, we'll, we'll record the end of it and release two. But, you know, we yeah. sorry if this, this episode is messed up. Well, we're still working on storage space issues, which we should know because I thought y'all was in the computer. <laughs> Look how we'd be screwing ourselves. This episode 12.01 yeah. to 12.49. Yeah. And then the second half. Yeah. <laughs> so apologies now ahead of time because we did deal with that issue. Uh, the last thing is um, for YouTube, um, the money intro song that we did for finances, we got flagged for that on episode 11. We didn't get flagged for it on episode 10. Um, so if you hear a new money intro song, that's why it's because we got flagged and I don't want to 
deal with that. Um, but Jordan can play his Rocky theme, which is the most notorious soundboard effect we have because hey, it's the Rocky theme. People but, like Rocky, so he can he can do that. Yeah, I assume that you know you, it's used so much that they just don't worry about it. Adrian, yeah. So, but if, if you like if you like the Money Intro song, uh, it'll it'll stay on the. We can keep it on the podcast like the Apple Music, but we can't on the. Um, <laughs> on the uh on YouTube. youtube we can on youtube i might do that it says we can't monetize the video and we're not making the money anyway so i might keep it on there until we actually come to that point but um yeah so that's it for that we saved three minutes because the last one was like 12 minutes so again sorry for this sounding weird because we already did it so it's unnatural for me it's okay we still live we still live all right this is, this is what the computer did but by the way <laughs> y'all we were recording and then it just showed up pro tools said we're not recording anymore and our computer was like it just blew it just blew up on us and me and literally we knew we had to stop i mean i I, I I talked for a good another you know like 10 seconds but i was like oh the time stopped moving so that's a problem we were jordan was warming up you know we were we were right we were i mean we were in full effect and we were like crap (laughs) (laughs) all right so that's done again you know hedged ourselves if this is messed up we'll just you know re-record again we're not gonna do it three four more times for an intro so oh one more time um so for our listeners who are just now joining in we talk about uh, okay yeah you want to do it go ahead you You want to try because i don't know so yeah for first time listeners we didn't do this on the first one so for first time listeners we discuss finances and fitness or wealth and health or whatever you want to call it and we're going to help you make sure you save more and say less and keep making better your best and we're still working on that intro like i said we didn't even do it on the first recording so guess what (laughs) we gotta write this we gotta write this time yeah (laughs) but we're gonna help you guys with your uh your money and your finances and uh your diet and your exercises and everything in between and we don't just discuss that on this episode like i said whatever you want to call it anything you guys have questions about we will discuss you can listen to episode nine it's called cancel this it was about finances in that section but you know we will discuss anything on here episode five podcast files which we got we have to do another one of those we do <laughs> it's definitely overdue uh, we gotta get one okay but yep so yeah we're gonna help you all with that for new listeners uh like i think i said on the last episode we are transitioning to more uh oh, i think i remember transitioning to more uh intermediate and advanced topics mm-hmm. also as i said the format change so this is episode 12 episode 13 and 14 we're going to try to keep those around an hour and a half um for each of those but as i kept teasing investing and generational wealth those will be on episode 13 and 14 respectively so the last <laughs> You're welcome, audience. Oh my goodness! Yes, look, I've been poking and prying for you to talk about investing for a yeah. long time. So it's like, look, yeah. you're welcome. Jordan okay. has relinquished the fitness section. Well, Jordan been to- Jordan who does a fitness has been told by people giving feedback that they can't wait for the finance part. <laughs> you guys are so disrespectful. <laughs> I was like, y'all rude. Y'all but it's are cool. so rude. But yeah, so episode 13 will be the investing talk, and episode 14 will be the generational wealth talk. Since we are going to change the format, I wanted to knock those out. I didn't want to force you know myself to crunch those in an hour and i don't want to you know shortchange you guys on what i have on that i mean like i said i've been teasing it and i have way more to go and to hedge myself it could probably all be wrong that's what i'm about to do <laughs> yeah so. so guess what our numbers for episode 13 and 14 better be through the roof Ooh, you asked, yeah y'all you been waiting yeah y'all episode episode nine is our best episode so that one's over 100 first one, and that was the cancel that, that's what i'm saying that's because it's antagonizing it gets the people going when so. i was doing open see here see now we're back in it because now we're not on track so when i was doing open mics which i need to get back to you know pandemic 
people loved when I, I here go disrespectful. They would love when I talked down on these bitches. They would love when I would do when I would do pieces that were essentially disrespectful. Like I got one that said a Y and your girl is silent, right? Y and your, so it'd be our girl. <laughs> she let anybody fuck, lay the wood. We call her pussy Oakland. We all up in your bay, okay? People would love when I do stuff like that. Jordan, like, goddamn. <laughs> no, but. Do I gotta the, go back and bleep those? No, nah, no, nah, we can keep it. I got all the right. explicit tag. I'm we, just look, making sure. I know. Put it like this. Are you, you've been asking, can we start cussing? I, look, I'm just saying. That's more expletives we dropped in the first epi- know, 11 I, episodes combined. Put it like this. this. <laughs> you know me. All right, Corey's cussing. So I know, you know, if. Because if, hey. <laughs> if anyone's going to say look, something bad, it's me. I mean, shrug it. <laughs> Fuck it. And, like, okay. <laughs> let's do it. Nah, nah, nah. We're not going to keep doing that. But I was just saying that because uh, I'm just. First off, it's my lyrics. I'm not about that. I can't self-edit them because that's how I wrote them. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, people love when I talk, you know, I talk down about them in the open mic events versus, you know, more positive things. So I guess that's why the cancel this one has enough numbers. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to say what people are thinking. And that's why, I, again, the biggest thing you can have is respect. Childish Gambino said it best. It only takes a lot to make a dynasty crumble. That's why I catch feelings when these other dudes mumble. Lying is terrible, and I don't. I can't have that on my name. And people know if you, if you, no matter when you ask me a question, no matter who's around, it's going to be the same answer. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you if it's not going to be because of where we're at. Violence even, is the default. Setting. It's the default. Okay. That's what I'm saying, just y'all. Know. Y'all, y'all don't even y'all don't have violence. Y'all had to go find violence somewhere, right? It, I was just quit with it. So, yep. See, now we're back in full effect. Not on time. I don't care. We just saying stuff. So it was good. Yeah. Right. So, were, now we are back. Exactly. We are officially back. I said the first one was 11 minutes. This one was 13. That it's energy like you had to crescendo. <laughs> yeah, we, we had to get, get the energy there. back. Uh, okay. We are back. Yeah. So yeah, run our numbers up. Episode 13, the next episode, Investing Talk. Jordan, like I said, no fitness stuff, but he will be, I got to finish that document for you, which I got to do today. We got messed up because of 4th of July, but so you can read through that. But if not, you can do it live. It don't matter. But anyways, you know, Jordan will add, it won't just be me talking. Jordan will be asking me questions on things. I like money too. Yeah. And he doesn't know all this information that I'm about to dispense anyways. So he'll be getting his financial coaching session, you know, here as well. And the generational wealth, I always tease that. He knows that. Ooh, wee. Yes, that is for me cussing. See, I didn't cuss. I'd be like, God dang. That's why I say ooh-wee. But, yep, format will be changing. We're ready to go. We're back in full effect. So Jordan needs to take over so we can get to fitness or else this one will be two hours. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, shit. (laughs) Let's go. Go we are in the section. fitness section. All right. So, first question. Shoot. We we were talking about um about uh injuries. You know how professional athletes, the type of shape they have to be in, and the recovery time for them, and then talking about the type of shape you need to be in as you're transitioning from a high school college athlete to just you know everyday fitness. So, first question: How do you maintain the fitness level you need to be a non-athlete? Great question. Always great questions. Y'all know how I do. He he become super hot fire. Real quick before you go, I like the how you did the CJ one because it was just like every time we met, that's what yeah, we should play more. It's, it's perfect. All right, here we go again. It's it. It's right there. You All know right. what I'm saying? Okay. Lock in. Lock in. So the question was how to maintain the fitness level you need as a non-athlete. So first, uh, it's kind of like a two-part question. We got to talk about the differences in build between an athletic build and a fit build. So just for clarity, a fit build is what we call 
a, a non-athletic bill, right? Doesn't, it is not an acronym. Doesn't mean anything fancy. It's just, I mean, it's just fit, right? Okay. So that being said, an athletic build is usually more tailored towards um, the muscles necessary to exceed in the sport that the athlete is playing, right? So an athletic build person will tend, again, I'm always going to pick on my, my football players because I used to be a collegiate football player. So for a football player, they tend to excel in strength. They tend to excel in uh, bursts of speed. Um, they tend to have okay stamina, but you know, you're not going to catch a football player usually running multiple, you know, like long distance, right? The average play in football is six seconds. So that being said, you're, you're built to go to your maximum speed, you know what I mean? For six second bursts and then usually get 30 seconds, you know, max yeah, to rest between coming. plays. And then, you know, you got to do it all over again. Right. So that being the case, an athletic build is tailored to excel in the area in which the sports, you know, it's necessary for the Geared sport. Towards, yeah. Right. And of course that varies from sport to sport. I always talk about football players, but you know, basketball, you would, you know, you probably got a little bit more stamina cause you got to run up and down the court, you know, it's consistent, consistently moving. Right. And you also have, I mean, a little less strength than a football player, but you got to be able to get the ball into the hoop from long ranges. So, I mean, you're working on that upper body, right? Again, your muscles are tailored to be great in whatever it is you're playing. Okay. So now we got to go to the other side of the table, the fit build, right? A fit build person is usually well balanced in all facets of fitness, right? So what that means is it's someone who excels not or not excels, but is at least um, at a a sufficient level in stamina, in flexibility, in strength, in power, um, in uh, nutrition. All of these things is uh, at a at least at a C rating. We had to use you know the traditional uh, grade scale, right? A B C D E. I mean, E in Maryland, but I mean, some places F some failure. Even right? in Maryland, some people do like GHI. I had a, a girl who grew up in church with. She was like at an art school or something. Yeah. And so she, she was getting a whole bunch of Fs, but it was a, it was a different like. What is a GHI? What does that even mean? They, Usually they just, they, look, no, I, I'm, okay. I'm done with school. Right. I, I honestly don't care anymore at all. They got the, what's the, what's the new math way? The common core math, please. I'm, you don't know. What, I don't, have you seen it? Comment. I'm, I'll, whatever. This is that is what they drawing pictures and stuff? Is that what that? No, no, okay. no. They're just doing the math different. I'll show you after this if I remember. Gotcha. But yeah. So the grading A, B, C, D, create a player, video games. Yes. Thank you. Okay. So I got you. We're, we're, ooh, our bad. My, mic, my bad. I, we're still right at, we still haven't got to anything new yet. So, okay. I, so I still remember. <laughs> so uh, again, uh, thank you, Corey. If you're talking yeah. about an example from a video game, right? For a fit, um, a fit character would have all the, you know, the different stat categories. It would have at least a 75 or a C or higher rating in each category. So that would be um, in, endurance. That would be flexibility. That'd be strength. That'd be power. That'd be nutrition. They would at least be sufficient enough. So it, it's, it's probably like your ideal starting game character, right? Like you want that that balance, right? If you don't know what you're doing, always be balanced. That's 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 always like the rule to go to, right? I mean. Unless you, you know you're pretty good at video games, we I mean side tangent. <laughs> you're good at video games. You usually pick the glass cannon, right? Because you're good on the, the controls. You'll figure it out. Anyways, going back to the video game character. So for an athletic build, uh, the statistics would vary, right? So depending on your sport, let's again going back to my collegiate football players, um, you would excel in strength. So you'd have like an A plus or 99 rating in strength, right? But then for speed, it would probably be, again, a B at least or higher. But then we start going to stamina, it'd probably be a C or a D. You know what I mean? Because let's be honest, most 
collegiate football players are not out here running long distance. You're yeah. built for speed. Which compared compared to all athletes, like all you know, you know, compared to all athletes, exactly. Low stamina. Yes, yeah. good so, football stamina. Right. But overall, lower stamina. Because I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if a you put line up a football player next to you know a track and field runner or a soccer player, somebody who cross does country, this cross country, literally, <laughs> if you do this, right, you know, what I mean, you're not going to beat that person in a mile plus, right? You got the forty, the sprints, right? You, you got, got the 100, 200 Does it? Yeah, yeah I mean, you got the forty. Exactly. Anything less than a lap, you got a chance, right? Anything over that is yeah. in favor of the person with the higher stamina. Okay, so where are y'all going? <laughs> First down. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! Man. Yeah. But that being said, so the athletic build character is usually um, the statistics are favorable in whatever it is they need for that sport. So those are the two builds, right? Um, oh, I didn't talk about the minimum requirements that you need to have a fit build, right? So you have to um, meet the minimum requirements that is to to be active, right? Which means you have to have 150 minutes of cardio a week so on a five-day week that is 30 30 minutes okay yep. 30 minutes of cardio how many times do we have to do <laughs> this look, we gotta, i always look at you for for, for acknowledgement to make sure my math is correct look if we both agree and get it wrong then it's okay once once we're gonna get an ipad or something just have the calculator app up literally just, <laughs> it just, I, need, I need our next guest needs to be siri like at this point uh <laughs> oh man Yes. So, yeah, you need that 150 minutes a week. And then in addition, you need at least two strength or resistance training um, workouts. Right. So that's that's your minimum requirement to be considered fit. Then in addition, you need to uh, work on your flexibility. You want to uh, incorporate some power in there. So, again, you want to be well-rounded in all aspects of fitness. And that is how you have a fit build. Um, the problem is. If you are, were an athlete or currently are an athlete, most people don't learn how to transition from excelling at their sport or working out to excel at their sport to a fit regular fit build or a non-athletic lifestyle right you're 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 trained to do these workouts most people have been playing sports it's not just you know for a small period of time most of them of, of us has been playing sports at least five plus years right yeah, that, I mean, that at could, minimum right that, i mean well, yeah. i would say most people who play at a high school you know college level you probably play that sport at least 10 i mean 12 years is, is high school right so exactly. 10 years plus yeah i was gonna say i say five for the the people, yeah, who, the people just got started late but yeah, yeah i mean I've, but because chances are my whole life i mean literally like <laughs> at the college level you probably have to have a deep love for the game you have to be good at it right because colleges just don't tell us be honest everybody don't get the chance to step on the court or the field or you know get to play in that arena right that's the the, the extra level it's like you know rec everybody plays i mean depending on what, what it is right aau i mean eh, you know that's not that's not rec that's not rec that's okay not rec, that's travel yeah. my bad that's travel yeah rec everybody plays travel is like you know what i mean you got to be good you got to you know you got to put the time in but what was i originally transitioning about? to from being an athlete thank to, you yeah you're yes people do not learn how to do that so that is an important um fitness lifestyle lesson that you need to um learn post uh college or post high school right you need to learn how to train your body to overall just be in a healthy state and what that means is i mean depending on what your workout looks like for your sport uh it may mean taking down the strength level training um a notch so again picking on my football players again for example i don't necessarily do the same things i did to get ready for college football um now and i would like to think I'm either in just as healthy of a state now or even healthier than what I was in college. Right. Just from an overall balance standpoint, because you don't need to you don't need that type of strength anymore. Right. Like I, at one point I was doing I was doing cleans. I was doing. Um, I mean, 
traps, yeah, bench press, squats, and dang, don't even remember all the exercises. Shrugs. I mean, this all, is your all, job. All, all types of, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, some people, of the stuff I don't even want to say on air because I don't even know if we were allowed to do it. I'll be completely <laughs> honest with you. Like, our coach had just doing crazy stuff. I was, I mean, in terms of strength, right? I was probably the strongest I've ever been in my life. Like, I was literally deadlifting 500 pounds. I'm 5'8", and I was 200 pounds at the time. You know what I mean? So, like, that's twice my body weight and then another hundred pounds. You know yeah. what I mean? And no, I was deadlifting I, like like it was nothing. Yeah, no, I was so I was worked. A, I was a buck thirty five in high school, four seventy five on the trap deadlift. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Somebody, That's what I'm saying. Y'all luck y'all lucky like, if I was buck eighty, please. Like <laughs> I've been punching holes in your <laughs> strength through the roof. You know what I mean? But that being said, like when when do you ever need to apply that level of strength when you're not playing sports, right? You don't you don't necessarily need that. So now what I do is more so I don't get me wrong, I still push um for power. But I do uh, more so lower weight, um, high repetitions, right? I do more maintenance repetitions, right? You, for the most part, unless, you know, I'm having a friendly competition, you'll yeah, never see me put more than two points on a bench press, right? Yeah, I, ego. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> just to say, just to say, yeah, I benched this. Right, you know? <laughs> one, say, one, one rep max. Exactly. Literally, I did this one time in my life, that's, done. That's the word. One rep, uh, one max. One, one rep, rep max, uh, yeah. Thank you. That's why, that's why they say that. I, I, I can do this one time. Yep. <laughs> That's all. You just want to make sure, you know, you're still good on the bench. But other than that, you you really it really isn't necessary to have that level of strength. Now, that being said, the other side of that is you might want to excel in those areas that you were weaker in when you had that athletic build. Right. Um, And for, for me, that was things like stamina. You would never catch me running anything over like two miles. At, you know what I mean? At, outside of. You know what I mean? Off season, off season, they made us run longer distances. Right. But it was still, again, two two miles max. Right. And then we do a lot of um, short burst stuff. Exactly. Yeah, short, short burst stuff. stuff that work on strength. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, wind sprints, you know, 110 meters, that type of stuff. Yeah. Right. But you would never catch me doing anything over two miles. Now, two miles is like the minimum that I'm running to maintain my fit build. And that just goes to show you that my, my stamina has greatly increased. That's why I was talking about health level. Right. I was stronger in college. No, no, no debate on that. But I think overall, in terms of being more well-balanced in all those categories, the fit build is the way to go because that's what's necessary to be healthy, right? You need you need that additional cardio, that additional stamina to make sure that you're working out that cardiovascular system and that you are overall healthier, okay? It's not it's not just the bursts. The bursts are good, but the bursts are, are, are not what the bursts are not going to keep you here for a long time. Mm, that's, that's the yeah, key, right? Yeah. You know, I know we're here for a good time, but we're also trying to be yeah, here for, for a, a long, long time. time yeah. Okay. Just, I mean, just, I mean, you know, if you're a lineman, right. I mean, if you're a linebacker, but you know, you not, you only that 300 pounds for then. I mean, you need, you need to drop, you need to drop that weight. Exactly. <laughs> right. But you know, you obviously keep it when you're playing the sport, but you know, when you tr- transition out, you have to, you know, change the way you're exercising to, to lose that weight. Exactly. Yeah. And I just want to say, oh, go ahead. And I was going to say most linemen, I mean, if you look at your BMI, so we, we didn't talk yeah, about Yeah, you're body. overweight. You're obese. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're obese. So the body mass index for people who don't know is, you know, the scale in which you're determined by your gender, age, and height, that the amount that you should weigh. And right? co- country. Yes, and country. Thank you. That is, is the amount that you should weigh. Uh, I guarantee you for most, most athletic builds do not fit within the healthy range uh, for the BMI. When I was playing football, I think I was... I was definitely at least in the overrate, which is between 25 and 30, um, if not in the obese range for my height. Yeah, I think for it's your one, height and weight comparison. Yeah. Exactly. But obviously, if you're an athlete, then it it adjusts. Well, right. It doesn't adjust, but, you know, it, it makes sense why, you know, you're over. Yeah, you're you, you usually have a heavy, heavier muscular build. Of course, the muscle is more dense. So therefore, body mass index, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's usually 
taking up a lot more mass. Right, yeah. And I just want to say real quick, as I said on the first one, I didn't say it on this one, um, about the college athletes, because now they can do NIL name, image, likeness. I wish there was a stock we can invest in. We can't. So I made that tweet. I said, I wish NIL, the ticker, you know, existed. It doesn't, there, it doesn't even exist either, though. So it, it could exist, or at least I couldn't find it. So you, uh, they can make it, and we can invest in you know these college athletes. Because for y'all who didn't know, they can now. They weren't able to pretty much make any money at all. Now they pretty much they went from zero to hero, just like the annual credit report went from one credit report to infinite. Now college athletes can make pretty much all the money they want. They can get sponsorships and deals. And so I wish that was something we could invest in because that is going to go, that's going to go up. So you would have to invest in something like Nike, you know, Under Armour for, you know, the uh, sport, sporting uh, contracts or mm-hmm. sponsorships. You can invest in Adidas, but Adidas, for those who don't know, Adidas is um, from Germany. So it's not on our New York Stock Exchange. Um, so there are ways to invest in it. But you can't just go and get it like you can Nike and Under Armour. So, yeah, just if you want to look at some things that might be going up, you know, any type of, I mean, really, see, athletes get any type of endorsements, right? right? Food and all that. But exactly. they, there's a, a whole, they just they said, it, we just created a $1 billion market overnight. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah, so, you know, was, you know, some things start going up. I, they said it was, it's going to be different. They said the, the person, her thinking name is Olivia Dunn. She's a gymnast for LSU. Mm-hmm. She's the only person who has a million followers on TikTok and, and Instagram. She has a million on each. Mm-hmm. So, and I, you know, that's how people get marketed to in, in our current society. So, you might, you know, it might be someone who you aren't expecting, but I would, you know, like Zion, who's on the Pelicans now. But I would assume he would have made the most money um, his freshman year in college. I would. I could imagine when Lonzo Ball was, I can if Lamelo would have went to, <laughs> right. you know, so all types of brands. Yeah, so be on the lookout for that. Like it's not just going to be you know sporting brands, but I just because I mentioned that first, I didn't want to forget. But yep, college yeah. athletes now can can make money. So look at you know look at some stocks now. They said, oh, we can get paid. <laughs> Say that. Yeah, for though. No, never mind. I was going to say the consumer discretionary sector. You can ETF with that, but again, you know, food food companies aren't in there, so. You know, but be on the lookout for that. Yeah, I just want to say that so I didn't forget. No, good stuff. All right, so are you good for to maintain your fitness level when you transition from an athlete to fit? Because it's not non-athlete, it's fit. Yes, thank you. Because we were talking, here I go, tangent. I will slow down now, China. This is is for you anyways. (laughs) Because they were talking about a simple IRA, which I'll now have to put probably on my investing list. So as you said, fit isn't an acronym. Simple IRA, it's an entire acronym. (laughs) (laughs) All of it, I was like, none of it's not even a word. It's that's why it's all caps. But uh, yeah, okay, I'll just say it now. Simple IRA is the same thing as a 401k. The only difference is that it's essentially cheaper for your employer to Mm. set up. Small businesses do it, and then the uh, income cap is thirteen thousand five hundred. Um, how much you can put into it, whereas a 401k, the cap is 19500 Then the contribution limit is 3000 for a simple IRA. Excuse me, the um, the bump up when you turn 50, the uh, catch-up contribution is 3000 and for a 401k, it is uh, 5000 So that's the... Um, so a no, simple IRA is a great value for a 1k. Got that? Yeah. It, no, I mean, <laughs> but, I mean, like when you look at it, you know, on the IRS uh, website, it pretty much is, it's really just for your small businesses. It's just cheaper for your employer. But um, an IRA, I don't know what simple stands for. I mean, I think it's savings something, something, don't do something, it. employee. <laughs> you just said you don't know. Don't do it. And then <laughs> That's I, too many letters uh, to guess. And then, yeah, then IRA is individual retirement agreement. Some people think the A stands for account. It stands for agreement. 
But um, yeah, I'll put that on my, I'll try to remember to put that on my investment list. Most people don't have a simple IRA. I'm at a small business too, but we have just a regular 401k. But um, yeah, simple IRA is pretty much just a watered down version of 401k and it's cheaper for your job to set up. So there's that. I just want to say that because you said fit. And I was like, man, because we were, I was doing that research on Saturday. I was like, why did they make this? <laughs> why could they just make a cheaper version for a 401k? Whatever. But overall, just, I mean, I'm in that question real quick, but um, for longevity standpoint, you want that fit build. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is, that is the goal. Okay. Yeah. You're picking, yeah, which, yeah, which one's more important? Yes. You def- definitely want the fit build. Okay. You need, okay. you need the stamina. You need the endurance. Ultimately, cardiovascular health, right? You got to work on the heart. Uh, got to, not saying that you don't do that when you're playing sports, but it's it's when you're more well balanced, right? You you work on it a little bit more than burst sports or or you know sports that that target strength or prioritize strength over stamina, right? Mm. So that being the case, you want to make sure that you maintain that so you can be here for a long time. That's the goal. All righty, is that ever, all you have for that? Yes, sir. We're good all to right. go. I forgot this. Locked and loaded. All right. Second question. So, what equipment? can you purchase to help with your fitness journey man there's a lot that you can purchase to yeah, help you have with four your bullets fitness. on here yeah man we got <laughs> so those are different categories oh, all right Jesus. so the the four bullets uh consist of attire workout equipment nutrition tools and things associated with recovery i thought you meant a tire like a wheel i was like <laughs> I'm so a, stupid. A I had to switch back. Like, why is no. that? Never mind. Because <laughs> I'm about the football workout. So no, then my brain no, is saying, no. like, I'm about to be flipping tires. <laughs> All right, that would bad. technically be under workout equipment. Hey, no. <laughs> you're, you're, you're the expert in this. So I just look. That's what, we got to get a tire. I got a spare. I got a spare in my trunk. So I know we had an episode before where we were talking about, do you need um, specific attire to work out? And my initial answer was no, right? You, you don't need workout attire to work out, right? You can do it in whatever you have. I, I To this day, um, I still use old like high school, you know, high school uh, workout shirts or just old throwaway clothes to work out in, right? You don't necessarily need um, workout attire. However, workout attire does make it more convenient. Um, when you're performing certain exercises and certain things, um, they're not a must have, but I would highly recommend them. Right. So uh, an example for that, if you are going to run spandex, spandex <laughs> is your best friend. I don't know how many of y'all have experienced chafing, but if you haven't, you don't want to. OK, it, it listen, the boxers or whatever you got on or, you know, lack thereof will rub you the, the wrong way. You start hitting that mileage and. You don't ever want to be in that predicament. So I highly recommend some compression shorts some spandex. I mean, any brand. I'm not even about to, you know, I mean, I'm going to plug y'all in. Of course, Nike, Under Armour, you know, that's that's what I that's what I choose to put on my body. But at the same time, it can be anybody. Walmart brand. As long as it is spandex, you will be okay. All right. Yeah. Men, take care of the boys. And Listen. ladies, make sure your pH balance is straight. I was cussing earlier, so I was going to say some wild <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Lord. You don't want that, that thing to be thanging. You know so what I'm saying? Supposed to be a six or seven. Let me not lie. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Don't even don't even speak on it. I know it's not supposed to be. Not supposed to be 12. Right. Look. <laughs> It's supposed to be a 12 or a 1. It's not supposed to be acidic. Hey, and you don't want it to be basic. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You don't want it to be basic. Because if it is going to be like. Yes, keep saying less. Now I'm I'm, seeing. Here we go. Oh, man. 
So that you definitely need that spandex for your workout attire. Uh, also, again, going back to running, if you are going to be running, particularly outside, you need a good pair of running shoes. I highly, 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 highly recommend investing in a good pair of running shoes. Um, I, in the past year or so, I've more recently gotten into running and I would say it makes the world of a difference just for your, your joints, uh, for your feet, uh, especially again, doing a lot more outdoor running the treadmill. It, I think you'll be okay until you start getting into that like double digit range. Like if you're running 10 plus miles, then it definitely makes a difference. Right. But you definitely want to get a, invest in a good pair of running shoes. How, um, much, how, much, how much are they looking at? Uh, depends on what kind you want. I write, I'm always going to plug in what I use. I use ASICs. Um, you can get a decent pair of ASICs, I think for about 40 bucks. Uh, mine in particular are about 90 but I invested in the extra uh, gel cushion just because I want that extra support. Um, again, I run a lot of hills around this neighborhood. So that being the case, I, I, I always opt for the additional cushion just because mm-hmm. you need that for your, your joints. If you don't know, running has a huge, it's a high impact exercise. It has a huge impact on your, your ankles, your knees, everything. As you know, running on that concrete, the concrete is unforgiving. Unforgiving. So you, you got to get something to take care of your body, especially if you plan on doing it. We're talking about sustainable lifestyle habits, right? So you're not just running once and then you're never going to do it again. It's going to be something that you probably do multiple times a week, every, you know, every week for as long as you're able yeah, to do yeah. it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully so. with the, the pandemic ending and stuff, more uh, schools are opening back up so you can get on that the track right the main the, the right. main the main surface use for running you can run obviously cross country right if you're somewhere where they have a cross country course at your high school i know mine does i mean cross country the longest distance so obviously i hope it is designed for right. <laughs> for them to be able to run just miles on it but yeah, yeah. So, so as far as yeah putting that in your budget real quick right right a hundred dollars yeah you, you have that just you would budget for it right for those of you that are in debt yes it is okay to invest in your health because that's what that general grocery bill is for your overall health part obviously you're eating food there but you know it's okay to put in you know some type of uh fitness budget for clothing and your uh, fitness attire so a hundred dollars that's real easy to budget for just make a line item for it cut it from somewhere else mm-hmm. if you want to get it real quick just take out your subscriptions for a month or two boom i have done it happy you and the good thing is it's usually a one-time purchase. Right? Yes, like it's also a one-time purchase. Yes. Yeah. Don't don't buy a whole they're not Jordans. Yes. They you are don't not need them in every color. Okay? <laughs> Just get black. Yes. <laughs> so it always matches your outfit. Exactly. Yeah. But yep, yeah, real easy to work that into your budget. So we got a tire, footwear. Yes. Need that. Definitely need that. Last but not least is your protective attire. Um things like gloves. Um, if you're, if you're going to get into strength training, you're 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 going to develop uh, calluses on your hand. It's just a matter of time. Okay. Um Especially if you fumble with a lot of dumbbells, a lot of free weights. Resistance bands aren't too bad. I haven't really, I mean, I don't use gloves at all. I'm just, you know, thugging it with my hands. But I have used gloves in the past. Um, when you start getting to those extreme weights, uh, it's definitely not a bad thing to have gloves. And as well as uh, there are assistive, well, I guess that would technically workout equipment. We'll, we'll wait till the next one for that. So that wraps up attire, right? You want to make sure you got your spandex, got your running shoes, got your gloves. Um, there are also technically clothes that are supposed to be more breathable when you work out for those who can't see me i did air quotes um yeah i don't i don't necessarily you don't know it works you don't I, think it works i don't i don't i mean 
Do you feel better when you work out in, in a, dry fit or, or in breathable, expandable clothes? I, I don't mean, think it's better necessary. Than, better it feels than good, but I don't know if it feels better. But as far as taking the sweat off your body, it definitely does that. I don't gotcha. know if it's more breathable. Talking about like, it's like comparing a Hanes T-shirt. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely feel better. Definitely takes the sweat at least. Off. Put it like this: feel better. I'm I'm exercising. I'm dying. Right. <laughs> what does that mean? But as far as taking the sweat off my body, yeah, my 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 shirt is drenched. And as far as my um my back now it's not you know compared to um a hanes t-shirt and i'm saying this because everything i wear is dry fit because i have i I I have real bad fit right now yeah i have real bad back knee so i have to keep the sweat i have to keep the sweat off of my body so i'm talking about getting a shower right away like i (laughs) see i think my i think i'm just subjective to this in the sense that i sweat a lot anyway so that Mm. doesn't really benefit you know i mean dry fits don't really benefit me i will wear them but it's like i'm once that sweat gets going, it's one of those things like I have a delayed sweat, right? But once it starts going, is you yeah. can't stop it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you have on, it's coming through all of that. Yeah, so. I don't sweat a lot like we were to measure it in fluid ounces, but I sweat <laughs> <laughs> but I sweat easily. And so that sweat and that it's nothing for me to get sweat on my body. Gotcha. And then so I need to, you know, the material to get it off. Right. As far as breathable, and I'll honestly I don't know what that means because I breathe with my nose. Okay. <laughs> Let me stop talking I, about I, my company, Nike, I, like this. I think my what stocks. they mean by breathable is temperature regulation, yeah. like your ability to disperse heat quickly. But it's I'm, like, I mean, I'm, I mean, I mean, if I'm working out, I'm already sweating. If I'm sweating, yeah, I'm hot. I you mean, know what I mean? Once like, you get to a point, it also depends if you're inside or outside, right? But you talking about like in gym? That's a regular, you know, cotton T-shirt. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, you I know, mean, we had gym uniforms, so, yeah, it didn't, so I mean, we had to wear what they gave us, right? Like, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, it. I would say it works from definitely a sweat standpoint. Breathable, I think that is more how your body is designed. Okay. But I think from a sweat standpoint, it, it does take the sweat off of your body for gotcha. sure. So you heard it here, guys. Get you get you some dry fit. Yeah, that's that's all I was saying. That's all I have. I spent some of my stimulus check money. Because <laughs> I only wear Nike and their stuff is expensive. It's like forty dollars a shirt. Well, use the STEMI so you're not swimming in your sweat. All right. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. Okay. All right. All right. So, so now, to, yeah, workout equipment. To that second category. Yep. Workout okay. equipment. So of course you got your workout equipment, right? And this is, I mean, it's self-explanatory. You need anything that you need to get a workout in. It would be considered workout equipment. Um, common workout equipment: dumbbells, resistance bands. Um, sometimes, oh, um, if you're doing Olympic style lifts, you would might maybe want um, like a uh, a belt. You want a, a weightlifting belt, right, to keep that that core stable while you're you know lifting extreme weight. Uh, straps if you're doing deadlifts. Some people get the straps to to make sure to wrap around the weight while they're deadlifting. Um, so all they got to do is focus on form. Um, there's a variety of workout equipment. Get what get what works for you. I'm I'm gonna say for at home workouts. Shout out to the fit fam. Always gonna plug you guys in. Finally Look, y'all working. Okay? We didn't even plug ourselves in the beginning. We'll do that at the end. It's all <laughs> they should know where to find us by now. It's episode right. twelve. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the fit fam. What I, what I'm gonna say is for your in home workouts, all you really need is some dumbbells. You need about twenty pounds or less collectively. We don't really use those as often, but I do recommend having some type of weight to push your push your muscles and resistance bands. We use resistance bands literally every single workout. Okay, and then other than that, all you need is you. You are a weight. Okay, literally body weight. You know what I'm saying? Like your weight. So bring that to class. Um, so I definitely recommend those. Other, I mean, and again, other workout equipment can vary depending on what style of workout you're doing, right? If you do a lot of CrossFit, uh, you might get some tires uh, in there. That's what Corey was talking about before, not a tire, but a tire. Uh, <laughs> uh, so usually, I don't know if you guys have seen the oversized like tractor tires, but you'll see people like flipping those or hitting them with sledgehammers um, to do some type of strength training. 
so those are good to have. Uh, sandbags, uh, which are literally what they're what they sound like. They're <laughs> they're bags full of full of uh, sand to be weighted, and people do a lot of uh, plyometric exercises with those as well as strength training. Uh, you got to be careful with that type of stuff. You just want to make sure you don't, you know, make sure you're if you're doing CrossFit. I'm assuming you have pretty decent form anyway, uh, and you so you don't hurt yourself. Okay, CrossFit can be dangerous, but it does burn a lot of calories. Okay, so high risk, high reward situation. Uh, be mindful of that. But again equipment can change depending on your style of workout if you do a lot of yoga you'll need a yoga mat um what else am i missing Corey? just thinking out loud i think i think i, I mean, named a you lot can of talk about in, in-home gym right you need a bar yeah uh squat rack squat rack is the best thing because you can put, do you can do bench squat and cleans and the squat rack which are and pull-ups which yeah. are the main you know weightlifting type exercises for strength Absolutely. Get you a barbell. Yes. Yeah. That's the bottom line up front. If you get you a, a barbell and get you some free weight, you can pretty much do, do anything. Yeah. Anything you need to do where they, yeah. you know, and target a lot of muscle groups. So barbell, dumbbell, resistance yeah. bands. Yeah. Usually 45 uh, pound. The bar is 45 pounds. And Correct. then you add weights onto that. And then you have to do that math. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, the one map I can do well because I do it so so look, damn much. Right, I'm good at those. <laughs> two forty five, one thirty five. Right, I mean you know exactly. Just keep rolling. Yeah, two two twenty five. I mean it's nothing to do that, but yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's that's it for budgeting, right? How do how do you work buying this stuff into your budget? I would say resistance bands, bang for your buck. Yes. That's gonna um, that's gonna cover pretty much your entire body as far as what you can exercise, and it's gonna provide you um enough resistance as far as you know quote unquote weight that you could be lifting um for it because like we said um, we use SunPal. they have four four ranges and i i haven't even used the fifth one yet obviously it's relative to your size right mm-hmm. i mean they get bigger um even though the, resist, the resistance increases but you know they get larger as well right but the purple band is the strongest one i'll, pr- I'll probably never use that one because i'm not I'm not, will. I will end up using it. You'll, you'll use it. I, I mean, I, plan, I hope I, I, you know, I hope we get there. One, this sort of like you know, I'm not going to squat 600 pounds. I'll be okay. But I mean, I can I can do the red one. But you know, it'll be some time for I probably need the purple one. But not for like every exercise. Correct. You know, I use the orange one, which is middle for you know everything. Some shoulder stuff because my shoulders are so weak. No, I have to use the blue one, which is stage two. Hey, they're strong now, man. You working on them, Dwight Howard? Now they're they're strong, but they're still weak. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're stronger than they were. Gotcha. Let me say that. Yes. Finally fit that live. You'll get in shape. You won't be weak. You'll be strong. But you know, I know my shoulders are the weakest for whatever reason. I don't know why. Look, There's side tangent. Corey hasn't seen his numbers yet, but his numbers went up from his assessment. He's been putting in work. Oh, I know. Yeah, no, I remember I, I, I got him copy pasted. So I know. I know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never. I know. Yeah, no, I know. Got you. Yeah, he, he's just putting <laughs> in work, man. Yeah. My the one thing with that. This is fitness related, but my um, like I was. I wasn't as tired. Like I might not have like I just got over, but like you know some endurance as far as like right. I can. Let's say my number was thirty. Yeah. I can. I could. I was more comfortable doing thirty this time. Gotcha. But I was like, okay, I can do thirty like in this you know in this set of time. Yeah. So that was the one thing I was noticing for our um, assessment. Last but you week. also know what that means. If you can tell yourself what you can do, you're not going hard enough. I'll push you next time. Oh, I'm talking about afterwards. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm just saying, if, you, if you're no. like telling yourself you're going to do 30 before this, no, it's like, nah. Just no. do, I literally go until I hear the word one. No, and then, no. I'm talking about like when I'm running my mile and, you okay. know, it beeps like, you know, half mile. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm not dead like I was yesterday, you know, a week. Right. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm not like, okay, I can get the 30 this time. Not before. Oh, no. See, look, you okay. try. I don't no, be setting myself. I'm just sure. I was oh, like, no. look, don't, because I know we, look, yeah. we had a discussion about time before and yeah. you were like, you know, nah, yeah, you're yeah, telling yourself, you know. No, I like cutting I, off at a certain time. That's yeah. mental. Well, I get to like it. I get to like thirty two, thirty three, let's say. Okay. And then but however, when I was doing, you know, the previous assessment, 
when I was at 25, 26, right. I was like, I barely got to 30. Got Whereas you. now, you know, I barely got to 32, 33. So okay. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm improving. Good stuff. Yeah. You know me, I barely speak in concise sentences. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally, I have to think about it. We work in. We All right. Work yeah. In. So, okay. okay yeah. Tire workout. And then now we're on to the third one. Yeah. So your third one are nutrition tools. And what is the best nutrition tool, Corey? You just took some. I would say water. <laughs> H2O. Or electrolytes. Yeah. Oh. 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 Did y'all watch that last episode? That's like episode 11. The, <laughs> both of them. Um, so, yeah, for your nutrition tools, these are things that are going to aid you to hit your goal, right? So everybody should set a goal th- throughout their fitness journey. You're going to actually continuously set goals because when you hit that goal, you're going to set another goal, right? So you should constantly be working towards something. That being said, nutrition usually contributes I'm not going to say usually it always contributes to whatever fitness goal, whether it be to gain muscle or lose fat or a combination of both. Nutrition is a huge part of that. That being said, you need to make sure you have your nutrition tools on deck to maximize uh, those gains or losses. That being said, the best nutrition tool, like Corey said, is water. Um, You also want to make sure you have other things like meal prep containers. If you're really serious about your nutrition, you'll probably end up doing uh, meal prep and in that process, you're going to need uh, containers, right? You're going to need containers that, that segment out um, to segment out your food, right? So those are important. Uh, you can get those on Amazon relatively cheap for about 20 bucks and you probably get like eight containers, right? I have some. So shout out to Amazon, get you some meal prep containers. Um, other things you want to get some, uh, the, the measuring cups, right? When you're uh, talking about nutrition, usually it comes in uh, serving sizes and you want to be able to portion out your food accurately. And to be able to do that, you need to have measuring cups, usually uh, one cup, half cup, uh, fourth cup. I think there's a third in there. You usually don't use a third, but a third cup and leave it at that. Those are usually my I usually use a cup for the most part because I can kind of eyeball everything else uh, in a cup measuring cup. So make sure you get one of those um, for nutrition tools. I think that's pretty, those are the basic go-tos for nutrition. I'm sure there are more, but some of the nutrition tools actually fall into that fourth category, so I don't want to talk about them too much. Okay, and the fourth category is? Well, that fourth category, <laughs> since we're talking about it, is recovery. Recovery, whoop. Yes, recovery is a super important part. We need some milk! Yes. <laughs> you weak, you gotta recover. Look, do we- need that milk for them protein shakes, all right? Yeah. But, um... So recovery is a super important aspect of fitness. If you are working out hard, you always need to make sure you are maximizing your recovery period. And what better way to do that than adding the necessary products? Um, Certain things include protein. You need to make sure that you're constantly giving your body enough protein so it can recover when you are ripping those muscles. So the way working out works is you're constantly creating uh, muscle tears and then you are uh, allowing your body to recover. That's how muscle growth works. Um, to aid in muscle growth, you want to give your body protein, which has amino acids, which then convert and basically patch up the holes that you made while you're working out, right? So that being said, you want to constantly give your body protein throughout the day. Um, we talked about this last episode, but that optimal period is to be 20 minutes after you work out, and then it's a 30-minute period, right? So 20 minutes after you work out, for 30 minutes, you have your body actually doubles its ability to uh, efficiently take in nutrients. So that would be the most effective time to give your body protein. Um, But that being said, you still want to make sure you're eating protein consistently throughout the day. So protein is a major recovery. um, is a major recovery tool that you need. Another is a foam roller. I highly recommend getting a foam roller and being 
able to effectively apply self-myophysical release to yourself. That's just a fancy word for saying stretching. You want to be able to stretch your body effectively with a foam roller. I have one downstairs. Um, if you ever come to one of my one-on-one sessions, you will be foam rolled to make sure that your <laughs> your your body is, you know what I mean, not not tight in specific areas. Um, but what it allows you to do is to apply, apply pressure um, to your Golgi tendons, allowing your, your muscles to relax a little bit more and become more flexible. That's basically what happens. Your body has an automatic reaction um, either when you hyper hyperextend something or basically if a muscle is too lengthened or it's too tight, right? Your body has a, a an automatic stop. And when that happens, that's that's usually when, when a muscle tightens up, right? If you if you try to do too much with it, it'll it'll almost like lock, it'll it'll latch, right? And the only way to get that out is to apply pressure and stretch it over time. So what you want to do is you take that foam roller. Uh, for example, if I'm having um, tightness in my calf, I would isolate the muscle that I need to stretch apply that foam roller for about 30 seconds uh, in small upward and downward motions applying a decent amount of pressure until that muscle relaxes and then you want to stretch it out so again there are youtube videos on this there's google i'm going to allude to those um, for further guidance but you want to make sure you get a foam roller and you stretch okay everybody should have one you can get them at walmart for like 20 bucks depends on the size you want and what kind of material you want it made out of but they range anywhere from 20 to i think like 100 dollars, depending on if you want like multiple sets of foam rollers but i got mine uh for about 40 bucks and online and i use it daily live by the foam roller okay stretch from a budgeting standpoint i would go cheap on these because it's likely something you're probably not going to use starting out so no need to waste your money right then once you start making you know progress and consistently using it then you would work these into your budget different from the shoes because those are i mean those have joint impacts right right, right? i mean impact on your joints so it's okay to not overspend on those but you know just go ahead and get the hundred hundred twenty dollar shoes because you know they're going to give you a direct impact right away yes whereas because even if you're not uh doing strength training i mean if you're not if you're running you know strength training shoes can help you with that as well Whereas a foam roller, if you're not stretching right, then you're probably not going to use a foam roller anyways, yeah. right? So as you you know work towards that, as far as building a consistent habit, yes. then you can uh, increase the the um the amount of money you spend on it. And like Corey said, you're, if you're just starting your fitness journey, you're going to be sore anyway. There's right. a thing you called don't need <laughs> DOMS, which is uh, delayed onset muscles. Muscle and, yeah. So it, basically what happens is you work out and your body goes into like a shock for the first, you know, with the next 48 to 72 hours, your body just feels extremely sore. Right. Yep. And what that does, what, what that is, is basically just lack of flexibility, lack of walk, working out. Right. So it takes a while to, to get over that and just get into a routine. And like Corey said, just getting into that routine, you're, you're not going to need the foam roller right away. Foam roller is more like an intermediate to transitioning into advanced type of thing. If you're if fitness, you've already been on your fitness journey and you're de- now developing sustainable, healthy lifestyle habits, get your foam roller. Right. Yeah. You'll need, I think we discussed this before, but like you'll need the shoes right away. Like yes. If you're going to spend money on something, spend money then on the shoes. Day one activity. Yeah, shoes, uh, spandex, and then obviously I've mentioned this, right? Bras. And some of you men might need the sports bras. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right um but yeah th- those would be the three things you would definitely you know not again don't go cheap on those you're definitely going to need those to start out initially and then as you make progress as you're figuring out what exercises you want to do then you start you know putting money uh, in your budget for you know whatever you're leaning towards because you might not need you know dumbbells you might be someone who wants to do mainly cardio type stuff and from your strength standpoint you just want to do push-ups and pull-ups all day you know mm-hmm. what i mean e- everyone's different in how they work out but you know if you're someone who wants to run you might need two three pairs of shoes exactly. right because you might be doing different different type of running different type of terrain right so as you you know you progress in your fitness journey you can start catering your 
catering your budget to how you actually like to exercise. But to start out, definitely spandex, definitely bras for women, and definitely uh, shoes. You'll definitely need those. I mean, you need undergarments. You always underwear is always on your right? Y'all know what your mama told you. Take care of your stuff, man. If you don't, you won't be working out for long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You start. I mean, we listen. Cups and football. I did that for about two days. Stupid chafing. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. then, and then at some point you just learn how to you know not, not take, take the, hits and, there. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what happens? You don't. Like, I don't understand I never, why they don't just hap- teach you that. Never to happened to me. It never happened to me. My, my coach never. literally pointed out. He was like, "Look, if you're doing your technique right, you'll never get hit there." And I was yeah. like, "That makes a lot of yeah. sense." It never and happened. Threw so. that cup away immediately. Not, and not even to me. It's never like I never like seen it like in a game. Like I've, 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 I know. Oh, you seen it? I've, yeah. You play more than me though. I've seen it happen. I've never seen somebody get hit. I've seen somebody get hit with the ball, but I've never seen someone like you know going through the hole and they get tackled and like helmet in the nuts but you know what that means they were too high you don't come through the hole what did they tell you get low oh well through? i mean everybody I mean, but i'm talking about you know you get you get pop you don't always see the person <laughs> no but i'm saying if you if you high up right you should never yes i, I was always i mean i was a fullback at some point in yeah. time right you should never come through the hole high you, you want to come low and fast right like, right strong you know what i mean yeah so you know if i if i'm if my my groin area groin area is exposed then i'm, I'm not doing yeah, what i'm supposed to do right. anyway and now you if you're a catcher and I you mean, play baseball, <laughs> go ahead and take that risk cup, if you want to. Cup but, up, bro. But you know what I heard? Because one of my mans is our catcher. He, it, it, it like, you know, I mean, it doesn't, for, for women, it doesn't protect everything. Like, it's not like a thong. So gotcha. there, there's still something exposed when you wear a cup. And, like, the ball bounce, it, you know, yeah. it, it, it doesn't hit the cup. It hits the part that the cup's not protected. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yep. So that's what you need. Again, attire, right? Workout, nutrition, recovery. Yes. Those are the four categories. Get a little bit of all that. Anything but. else for that? No, sir. I think we're good unless you got something you want nope. to No. All right. So we're done. See, two questions this time. So we're going to we're just working on, you know, managing the time. So the finance section is going to be one general thing. You ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. Hey, let's go. Finance, finance section. section. Here we go. I thought you were going to get a soundboard so Corey stopped singing. He, can't, he know he can't sing. <laughs> That's in addition Bruh. to Corey singing. All right? We always want Corey to sing. Hey. Corey's singing is going to be on the soundboard. So. No, it's not. No. Hey, look. The lies. There you go. <laughs> All right. Let's go. That's not what I wanted. Anyways, want? I thought that was the why you always lie. Does that not on here? That's my that's my answer to your question. <laughs> I think we have we gotta put it on here. It's gotcha. all good. We can make I saw one uh podcast I was watching. They they literally just make use of the other like they just make another profile. Gotcha. <laughs> so they can, yeah, so we we'll probably just do that. All right, but, next yeah. time, next episode, yeah. guys. I got y'all. But all right, boom. On to the finance section. Again, like I said, that may be the last time you hear that money intro. I might have to find a new one because YouTube's not about to keep making me reprocess the video twice. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, y'all. That's listen. That is a journey. Yeah. I don't know if y'all look. Jordan's like, can't Corey does it every time. Yeah, that's why yeah. I'm trying to get home. It's like, like literally. Yeah, it happened once. I had to go eat and come back, take a nap. Joint still pop. It's all. Yeah. It's like a whole and thing. Remember, Anyways. I edit the video, so that has to download first, right? And then I have to upload. I'm in downloading, then uploading. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm uploading this from my phone. Then I'm downloading. Then I'm downloading again. Then I'm uploading. It's processing. I set an alarm to come back and to come back at like 12:30 a.m. It was crazy. Like. Anyway, okay, but yeah, we're gonna do one topic. So y'all about to get a whole bunch of information right now. This is a good one though, y'all. And again, if y'all don't like that, I'm about to talk about one thing. Then I don't. Don't I'm not about to record three episodes in one day. (laughs) 
This There's is a good one. You need get, to get and take. In. Yeah, this is a good one. We always delay this topic. All right. So here we ready? go. Yep. Okay. One and only question. We are going to talk about joint finances. No, no. Let's go. Cancel this. I'm going to part two. <laughs> so the question reads, when is the right time to have joint accounts? Um, and in parentheses, it is referring to a girlfriend or a wife. Okay. So, you know, different level. I guess at what point in the relationship is it the right time to have joint accounts? So that's the first question. The follow up is, should all your money go into the joint account? And if not, what is your recommendation for contributions? Okay. And then you want me to sort of work in the second part here? Or yes, do you sir. Want to, all right. So we're going to, you want to, you want to read it? it? Doesn't, yeah, you can read okay. it. So working in, while answering that question, Corey is going to work in um, banking and financing. Okay. Yeah. Bank. Yeah. Fine. Fi- For joint accounts. Yeah. Banking and finance and accounts in general. Right. Cause we're talking about a bank account. Right. So let's talk about opening a bank account. So to open a bank account well, here, remember there's a difference between banks and credit unions. I usually correct people mm-hmm. like, what, go ahead. No, I was going to say, what is that? Because we, yeah. we need to know. Please. Yeah, right, right, right. Because people and people will get mad. And I was like, no, I work at a credit union. And it's just like, you know, I'm not, you're a software developer. No, I use Python. Do not, <laughs> do not put me in with these Java people because you, you will you, see. You just, I know you're laughing because, you know, you <laughs> hit you oh, no. at your core. Go, go ahead and bring. I mean, I know some Java, but, you know, right. I react. Java's, I know JavaScript. <laughs> and now you're like, people are like, what? Yeah, no, Jordan's a nerd. Oh, we're nerding out right now. It's all good. But th- I'm saying that to say there is a difference between working at a bank and a credit union. Let me say the first difference between a bank and a credit union. At a bank, you are a customer. Okay. At a credit union, you are a member. So essentially, anyone can open up a bank account at a bank, right? But at a credit union, you are a member. So, you know, still view it, you know, view it as a bank account, right? You know, same word, essentially. Mm-hmm. But since you're a member, to open up an account at a credit union, you have to be in the field of membership to open up an account there. Okay, now, okay. as time has progressed credit you know they, they compete with banks right and obviously other credit unions so they some of them have been more lenient on their field of membership so the main uh financial institution i use is tower federal credit union they're located only in maryland they they're um they were started by uh the agency national security security agency nsa and so pretty much you had to you know work at the agency i can say all this stuff is on wikipedia thank god but <laughs> <laughs> hope it's still there Look, anyways you would have to work at the <laughs> big brother if you're listening please don't shut us hey, down I'm thank pretty, you i'm pretty sure i read this on the internet on wikipedia but you know you have to work that's the main field of membership or the main one is family member as something like navy federal credit union you, initially i believe you had to be only like you had to be in the navy that was it none of the other um, branches of the service military then they obviously open that up and again you know, you can be, you know, if your dad's in the Navy, you know, you can get an account there too. Not because you're in the Navy, but because your dad has an account there. Yeah. So that's the field of so membership. you are a dependent of yeah, someone dependent. who's in the service. Yeah. And that's why I always recommend, the main one I recommend is Navy because they're, they're everywhere. They're, like I said, towers just in Maryland. A lot of people use, you know, big banks because if you leave the state, you want to still have access to your money, right? ATM fees, things of that nature. So that's why a lot of people go with banks. But I always say, if you can get into Navy, Go ahead and get in there. And again, field of membership. They have the right to change that whenever they want to. They can also have it set up based off of your job, who your employer is. You can get in there. They could have it set up based off of where you live. Again, this is a business. So, you know, if they're not, they get money because they have, you know, people have accounts there. And if they're, if they're struggling to get, you know, their accounts increased, they're probably going to do, find a way to increase their field of membership. That's why I was talking about Tower because a lot of people ask me how to get in there. 
they have it. I think now you can just donate like fifty dollars to like some you know program, some charity, and then you get an account. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, it's a uh, five dollars to open up an account at a credit union, and that essentially is sorry stocks, equity, your shareholder, right? Or like I said, you're a member, so you can vote for the board of directors. When you're at a credit union, not all of them, because I do not know every single credit union, but at most of them, that's how <laughs> that's how it works. Let me cover myself. Right. This is for the majority for you jerks out there. Who like, oh. <laughs> All right. Then uh, for banks, like I said, you're a customer. So like I said, a credit unions, they're more user friendly. Um, so like I said, you only need that five dollar minimum in there for your savings account. However, like at a bank, which I don't have experience at because I don't I only have an account at Ally, which I use um, is for just um, emergency fund. But at somewhere like Bank of America, Wells Fargo, you usually have to keep, you know, hundreds of dollars in your account. You know, compared to that five dollar minimum, Ally doesn't have any physical locations. Nah, yeah, to, I, yeah, okay. I was, I was on, yeah, double back. Ally is an online, um, online bank, and so usually with that benefit for that, since they're online, that means they have no physical locations or brick and mortar. So they usually offer a higher uh, interest rate on their savings account. But at the end of the day, because people always like to talk to me about this, you're not. At the end of the day, if the interest rate is less than six percent which is what you need for inflation. And to, people think about inflation only, which is roughly 4% a year, but then people forget about the taxes, which is about 2%. <laughs> so you, if they're giving you less than a 6% uh, uh, interest rate, which they all are, they all went low now because interest rates are relative to what uh, the Fed is doing. So they've been decreased lately since you know the pandemic. Mm -hmm. But you know if it's less than 6%, like I said, which they all are, it, you're not you're you're not outpacing inflation. So in short, if something costs a dollar, even though you're choosing an account that's going to make sure you have ninety cents instead of eighty cents, guess what you can't do? Buy the thing that's a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, inflation doesn't work directly that way, right? You know, you lose a little bit, but that I mean, that's something was a dollar this year. Next year, it's going to be a dollar ten, and now you're choosing the bank account that makes sure you have a dollar five instead of a dollar two. But you still can't buy something that's a dollar and ten cents because you don't have a dollar and ten cents. <laughs> so don't go too crazy about those interest rates. End of the day, your emergency fund, your savings, that's just that. Your emergency fund, your savings is not an investment. You use investments to get investment growth. There you go. Right. So then that, that's how you open up a bank account or an account at a credit union. You know, it's usually called a savings account, a share savings. It's it's all different as far as again, these are products that these financial institutions sell. So um, then there's also the checking account. Okay. Now, the checking account is different, like products, is different from the savings account. So banks offer savings accounts, checking accounts, obviously a whole bunch of different type of loans, which mm -hmm. I went over, right? And then they um, offer CDs, which is a certificates of deposits. I was about to call them certificate of depreciation or whatever it's called, because <laughs> if they go down, they don't beat inflation either. And then they can also offer um, IRAs. Those are the main products that a bank can offer. They can also offer um, investment advice as well. Again, these are banks. They can do any, you know, they sell a whole bunch of stuff, but those are the main ones from an account standpoint point. Now, the people need to understand there's a difference between a savings account and a checking account. Mm -hmm. And then I mentioned, I believe, last episode about sinking funds. And I said, that's not like a product you can get at a bank. You can open up. It's truly called like a club account or a sub account. Now, each financial institution is different. You might have multiple account numbers, which I think banks usually do, or you might have one account number and then you have sub accounts underneath that. So let's say your account number is 1 million. So I don't and accidentally say somebody's account number that where I worked at. Let's say your cousin, they're not there yet. <laughs> the account, let's say your account number is 1 million, right? Then your savings account 
would be a sub part of that. Your overall account number is 1 million. Then they put that into their system. Then they pull up all of your information. And then so your savings account, which everyone has, let's just say that is zero, zero, right? That's your savings account. So when they make a deposit, they put it into that particular sub part of your overall account. Then you have a checking account, right? Let's say that's, you know, zero, one, right? Et cetera. You have a Christmas club account, right? That's zero, two, two, you know, et cetera, et cetera. That's how some finance students have it set up. Then some of them have it set up where essentially your savings account is one account number. Your checking account is one account number. Your credit card is one account number. Your Christmas club account or savings account, that's one account number. Again, I don't know why they do that. That's just the way they decide to set up their systems. Yeah. But the, that's, how, the, that's how Navy Federal Credit Union has it. What? The individual um, account numbers per for every sub account. No, no, no. You got one big account number there. For Navy? When you log in, don't you have all your accounts right there? They do, but each one has their own individual account number. Yeah, my excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I'm talking about from a teller perspective. Okay, got my it. My bad. I'm, give, I'm giving you. I'm giving real. I'm I giving like, look because I can. <laughs> I look. I can pull it up now. We can see it. Look, it's, it's your che- your checking account, whether it's at one large account or not, has its own uh, number too. That's the actual routing number you use to deposit into your account. That's your actual checking account number. Okay, right. They add, add an extra four digits to the end of it. Right. That and that. That's the account that you actually put. I see now, now you're thinking about it. Yeah, I'm trying to right. figure it out. So you, your bank has um, uh, the Mickard line at the bottom, and you have the public information, which is you know the routing number to your bank, which is public because okay. you know, that's just yeah. for them. Right, that's, you can Google that. that. Yeah. That's the bank's bank account. <laughs> then you have your own uh, um, account number for your checking account, which is obviously you know your personal information, private. Keep that protected at the bottom. It's your account number, whatever that is, and then it's you know four digits after that to make it unique for yours, and you can actually calculate that based off of your maker line that is the money that puts it in your checking account the act like the actual sub part of it however for your savings account that number is usually just well it depends on it is but it's a different it's a different number but navy because i have navy too okay you still have you have one account there but even though they have it set up differently how you right. have like i said that's a sub account okay that's, that's really a i just know part. you can see them and yeah you, you click you, at the top it'll show you yeah it'll show you something number, different right yeah right. but i'm yeah but i'm saying there's as a teller perspective they actually there's some place where they have to pull up like a whole number okay. like at navy they're not pulling up your checking account they're pulling up your overall account and then your checking account is a sub part of that right whereas some banks like you, you would have a whole they, they would have to put in that checking account number Tracking. to put in that this okay. is old i mean i, I, I got t- trained as a teller she's almost 10 years ago now so the technology might have changed no, but that you, makes sense because yeah. when you when you ask like a request of you know all your, they give you the printout no, of every, all your yeah, accounts right? so you, yeah, you have one thing yep. yeah so to be clear on why i'm discussing the difference between checking and savings accounts loans etc is because of reg d or regulation d that means a lot of you probably seen that i know see this i'm talking about it's like people we, uh, I've, I've been trained on this stuff. <laughs> it's been a long ago. My skill, my memory might be a little atrophy, but regulation D. So a lot of you probably made a transfer on your app and you see it says, you know, you got one of six remaining, two of six remaining, right? Right. That is regulation D. That is a law that says your financial institution is required to give you six free transfers from a savings account to a non-loan. So if you transfer from your savings to pay your credit card or your mortgage or your car loan, that does not count as a Reg D. But if you transfer anywhere else from a savings account or and pretty much it's an un, um, an unauthorized transaction, so something that doesn't involve your signature. So when you go to the bank, that's actually you. That doesn't count as it. But when you use your app, uh, if you do this, what a lot of people get caught, caught up on, overdrafts. Overdrafts are counter your regulation D, um, your six uh, free ones that you get. So let's say you do uh, six transfers through your phone, right? For whatever reason, from your savings account. 
then you go somewhere and you overdraft. It's not it's not going to pull the money from it. Let's say your savings is the overdraft part for your checking. Mm-hmm. It can't pull the money because now you don't have any more Reg D transfers. Wow. <laughs> so then you're out there. You're out there. Now, again, like I said, this is from a savings account to a non-loan. This does not apply to checking accounts. Checking accounts get an infinite amount because that's what people mainly use to pay their bills or checking account old school write checks off of that's really i know we have debit cards now which is what it's linked to but that your checking account gets an infinite amount it's not that you know everyone gets infinite to loans no checking account that's that's what you use to pay you don't do not let me say this do not use your savings account to pay bills because that will be one part of the six transfers you get so if you got seven bills coming out of your savings account one of them is not getting paid let me say this to clarify bills that aren't loans. So like, you know, your BG and E, right? right? Your cable bill. If you got seven of those, one of them is one of them will not get paid. <laughs> and that's why I was talking about the routing information for your checking account. Right. Like you actually give. So they pull directly from your know, database. So Tracking. they pull directly from there. Like right. That particular uh, part of the table in the yeah. database. That's why the routing and the account numbers are on the check. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. And now you can have um, money market is a savings account as well. That again, I'm talking about products now. Savings account, checking, money market. These are just products the bank use. I bet half of y'all didn't even know banks had products. I didn't look. That <laughs> blew my I mind when, when he that. told me that. Yeah, I do my best to sort of explain it from like how you know both sides, how you you know you understand it as a customer or a member, and then me actually you know being in the banking industry, so you can sort of see how things are being marketed to you and how to help you in your conversations when you're dealing with products. Yeah, I got accounts. Look yeah, at the product. Well, because when we were, I'll do this next episode for the investing talk but you know the confusion on you're trying to open up um, an account at a brokerage and they have all these different products they're offering you it's like which one do i get and it's like oh, i forgot y'all don't know <laughs> y'all don't y'all don't know they're not saying anything when you open up account there's two things there's one thing you need to look for if it's a bank account you need to see the fdic which means they're going to insure two hundred fifty thousand dollars for your entire account not just one you know like a savings or checking it's the entire one so you can't have 250k in your savings and checking that's 500k gotcha. no only half of that's insured and for credit unions, it's NCUA. Same thing, just different one for a credit union, 250K. Now, joint bank accounts, which I'm going to get to, your spouse. You can each have 250K, right? Because they're, se- they're separate entire accounts. Now, if somebody is joint on it, it's still one. So like I said, okay. that, that whole, that's what I'm talking about, the number, that whole big number, that's essentially what's being insured. So you put 250 you know, in your account and then 250 in your spouse's account and you'll have your $500,000 insured. That's why people say they would open up another bank account if they have over 250K in liquid cash so they can actually have it insured. So let me, I think I just learned something. So let me ask you this, right? So is is having an account and adding a, a spouse to that account different from- No, that's, that's, joint, that's joint accounts. Oh, God. No, wait, no, no. Wait, so those- they are or not? My bad. Are they different? Yeah. No, no, no. You you no benefit. Okay. Yeah. Still, you still get the two fifty cap limit. The account has not changed. Okay. So they are two different things. What are two different things? Let me let me get the okay. whole question. So if, cut you if I open an account, right, mm-hmm. and then I, you know, let's say that's before marriage, right, and then we get married, and then I add my spouse to that account. Is that a joint account, or did I just add my spouse to my already existing account, and so I'm limited to that two hundred fifty k? Yes, to both. So yeah, you yeah I know this is why we have the joint accounts. I haven't got there yet. When okay. you, let's say your account number is one million, right? And you're single, right? Okay, that account is insured for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, no matter how many sub accounts you open underneath it. Okay. Then you go and get married, and you add your wife to that one million account number, okay. right? Right. Now that account is still insured for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and now you have a joint account. However, 
joint accounts are different based off the financial institution. You remember we were talking about you uh, getting the balance printouts. Right. To get a balance printout, it's it depends on the financial institution and their policies. But usually you have to be on the quote unquote sub account. So you have savings, right, checking, loan, etc. Usually you have to be on each of those to get those print out from a teller perspective. Right. However, the catch is that the savings account that if you're on that, you can get a full balance print out because that's who gets it, you know, get it, gets it mailed to them. Right. So that super, that override, you know, it's like the parent part. It overrides uh, that. So if okay. I'm, if I'm on the savings account, I'm able, use again, depends on the financial institution. I'm able to essentially, I'm able to get a full balance statement of the entire account. So when, when I'm doing teletransactions, they say when somebody wants to balance inquiry and they're not um, the the primary owner of the account, just check to see if we're on the savings. If they are, we, we technically, as tellers, can't. We're not supposed to print out the balance. We're supposed to blank it out. However, they can go to the front desk and ask for a full balance printout. And as long as on the savings, they get the whole thing. <laughs> that's a little that's a little loophole in it. And again, that depends on the financial institution. Real quick, PFI, primary financial institution. Yep. I recommend your PFI be a credit union. And I recommend Navy if you can get in there. Um, and then so no sponsorship, though. Like, I think I have to say that. But uh, yeah. So that's how you set up the accounts, right? So for the uh, the Reg Ds, here goes a trick. Okay, it's per it's per account, not total. So you get six transfers per account that you have. So your savings account, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a savings. Let's say you have a Christmas account, right? Let's say sinking funds, right? To make it easier for people to understand. So then you, let's say you have three other sinking funds. So you have a savings, you have a sinking fund for birthdays, you have a sinking fund for vacation, and you have a sinking fund for car maintenance. That is a total. That's four different accounts. That's a total of twenty-four transfers. Six times four that you actually get. Each of those each gets six. Gotcha. Okay. So what does that mean? You do. Don't do this. Do not do this. But I'm, you know, I'm giving you a. <laughs> don't manage your money this way. Right. But let's say for whatever reason you have ten thousand dollars all in your savings, right? And you're at five out of six, and you need to make a transfer. Right. One would say put in your checking account. But, I'm, you know, I'm saying that's 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 devil's advocate. Let's say you got five out of six and you have ten thousand dollars left. Don't make take that ten thousand dollars and disperse it into another account that still has the six transfers. (laughs) (laughs) Do not do that. But that's just I'm just using that to show you how you you, you can get more transfers. It's per se. It's per account. Again. That or, depends on financial institution. I can't speak for everybody. Or be an adult and use your yeah. checking account like you're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, don't budget stop that. Stop playing way. with your savings. Yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Grow up. Don't okay? budget that way. And again, you get these six transfers for free by law. Again, it's called Reg D, Regulation D. However, some financial institutions say, you know, we give you unlimited or we'll give you 10, but the first six are free and then, you know, seven plus have a fee attached to them. Or they might, they might, you know, they might give you more than that for free. They might give you 10 for free, but just know they, by law, those four extra they're giving to you, they can take them away because they only allow, they only require by law to give you six. Gotcha. Yep. So that that's that's how you offset up your accounts. Then a checking account, again, that's usually where you would deposit your checks. We already went over the routing number, the micro line. Um, uh, sinking funds, we already went over sinking funds. Again, if you're someone who likes to you know put $100 away for your car maintenance every month, then that's you would me. open a, a sinking fund. I am King Sink. King Sink. <laughs> right. They would call those club accounts, sub accounts. I mean, it, it's a it's a savings account. The issue is you don't call it a savings account because in the system you can't have two savings accounts as far as the names. That's why it's different. But that's why that's why I went so in depth on the Reg D. It's a savings account. You have a savings account, a checking account, or a loan, or a CD, or an IRA. That that's it. You know, the the club accounts or sinking funds fall under the savings account. Again, 
banking, products, selling, marketing. Gotcha. So, so a, money, that, a money market is a product. A money market as well. That's a savings account. Okay. And Got the it. money market is used to usually get you in, again, product selling. We got a higher interest rate than the savings account, but you usually, as a higher I threshold, you yep. have to have 2500 at least in there to get that higher interest rate that they offer. And if it's less than 2500 then you know, it's, you're back to whatever the savings interest rate is. Checking account interest rate is usually the lowest. Um, money market, real quick, you can get checks for your money market. Mm-hmm. Again, checks though, that would be considered for a money market, part of your Reg D. So you can only write six checks a month if you're going to use that. And then included with your transfers, obviously, as well. It's all in, all inclusive. So if you do have checks for a money market, I I wouldn't, again, it's depend on the, the older people, you know, that's how they manage their money. But if you have, you know, a money market account, you have checks for it, just transfer the money to your check and then write a check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what they call the checking account. Right. It's <laughs> some, in the name, guys. Some, yeah, some stuff they did good on. Okay. <laughs> all right. So then uh, I did uh, savings accounts, checking accounts, right? Opening those. Now we're going to get to IRAs. I would not recommend you open up an IRA at a bank. That's usually because you don't have access to the entire stock market. So your returns are trash. Again, I understand people trying to get started with investing. No, we're not going to catch up black people. We have to invest the real way. Just start investing for real. Vanguard, Fidelity, uh, E-Trade, Charles Schwab. Get a real one. DCA dollar cost average start putting you know hundred dollars in there put some real money in there so you can get that investing we were talking about uh, acorns on um, Saturday in our investment meeting you're not gonna make no money investing twenty five cents this is this is not that you you can't not you cannot do that Doesn't I mean you'll make like money that. you'll make money but you won't have no money right <laughs> so yeah I would not recommend open up an IRA at a bank CDs certificates of deposits. They don't give you no money either. Mm-hmm. The way CDs work, essentially they're saying, hey, we're going to give you 2% if you leave this money in here for a certain time length. It can be one year, two year, three year, four, five, whatever. And some usually they say if you take this money out uh, before, in that before you know the five years expires, you have to pay a fee. Why do I have to pay a fee to withdraw my own money? That doesn't make sense. Um, and again, like I said, it, that interest rate is usually like two, three percent. It's still less than what you can get if you were to put your money into VU, VOO, or SPY, SPY as the ticker symbols that mirror the S and P five hundred index. So I would not recommend doing those. I look like you're about to say something. No, no. Okay, I was making sure. And then loans. We talk about that all the time. <laughs> this is the budgeting episode too, so I'm showing you how to open up your bank accounts, right? So you can actually execute these transactions when you're doing your budget, when you're about to get married, already married, and talking about joint accounts. You thought y'all was slick? Budget is here, right? So for loans, don't get how can them. I talk about how can I talk about this from a financing perspective? Um, outside of a mortgage, and even with the mortgage, but the mortgage is the one that is they you know underwriter. They do the most uh, in-depth background, you know, search on you about. The most is an understatement. They want to know what color underwear you got on, guys. Yeah. They even ask you for your social and they have it. If you already have this financial institution, so that's it. <laughs> if you're going with someone you don't have, obviously they don't. Oh, yeah, that too. Field of membership. It, banks, how they make their money. Loans. If you get a, if you want, <laughs> a bank will give you a loan or credit union. They will give you a loan. So if you want an account somewhere, go ahead and ask them to get you a loan. But uh, yeah, so for loans. I mean, again, only the mortgage out here. If you have anything besides a mortgage, I recommend you pay it off as fast as possible. But when it comes to like tips to getting a loan at a bank, one, I wouldn't get one. <laughs> no, Don't. Uh, That's the tip one. <laughs> right. No, the main one would be credit score, right? 
So they have a range, um, a grading range, talking about grades, right? An A range, again, people talk about credit score. You don't need an 800. Um, the credit score for an A is 750, 760. It's one of those two. It's that, you know, worst case is 760. But 760 and up, you're viewed as an A. So essentially, you can't get any more. If you have a 780, you don't really get any more brownie points. You and They're looking at something else and you're on, in the underwriting process to say, hey, we should give you this loan, you know, your credit score, you know, doesn't meet, it meets the requirements, but we need, you know, something else to, you know, um, verify why we should give you this loan. Also say in short, you when you go into the bank, you only need the more money you want to take out, the, the higher your credit score needs to be because the, the, the more money the bank is giving you, the more of a risk you are to them. So the more, you know, okay, you need, you want how much money, right? So that, that's why when you get a mortgage, they do so much because they're giving you hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? right? And then obviously you extrapolate that on how many they're churning out right. versus a lot of people don't know. You can, when banks, when they usually get those loans, they usually sell them off, which is why you have to go through all this process. It's not because the bank requires that for them to sell off your loan, they have to meet uh, certain requirements for that particular loan. However, if you try to get a $50,000 mortgage, that process is completely different. You know why? Because it's not $300,000. Right. <laughs> it's $50,000 in the bank excuse me, the bank likely isn't going to sell it off. So that's something you need to look at Well, when you're going to get a loan. I would say this in short, like I said, if the interest rate is over 5% and mm-hmm. it isn't a, a mortgage, but, you know, based off of how the mortgages are going, because those are usually the same for the entire country, 5% would be high now, but if they, they can get above 5% and that just is what it is. Um, but uh, mortgage, credit cards, and uh, student loans, uh, those are the only ones that should be um, over 5%. Anything else, the bank does not think you're going to pay them back. Personal loan. Uh, I put HELOCs um, and home equities with the mortgage as well. But personal loans, uh, signature loans, a personal loan, a signature loan, a signature loan. I think I said this. You walk in and they give you a dollar amount based off your signature. (laughs) (laughs) Then you got personal loans. uh, Then you have car loans, right? Again, for those of you who have double-digit car loan, I would just sell the car and take the loss. (laughs) Yeah, people... If you've never seen someone with a thousand dollar car payment, <laughs> you haven't seen someone with a 13, 14, 50 percent interest rate on a car. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, Jordan so dumbfounded he hit the mic. Bad podcast <laughs> etiquette. But yeah, you um though it's, that's just bad. Again, and I wouldn't even say five percent because usually they give you point, they'll take off, you know, a quarter of a percent if you use like a, your checking account to pay it. You don't take it out of your savings or you know, you're not paying it cash. Um but yeah, any of the, the loan process, again, don't be mean. I know this might be hard for people because y'all rude, but don't be, <laughs> y'all are, don't, this uh, came out with, um, what is it? Because I'm back on reading my morning brew on time. Uh, hospitality, you know, service and stuff. Some of them said they don't go back because y'all are just so rude to them. Mm. <laughs> and y'all be talking about, tip, y'all be talking about they be getting underpaid, but then y'all don't tip well. Anyways, so when you're going to get the, uh. Crap, what was I saying? You're going to get the loan. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, what was I saying? Some of them don't go back because you're rude to them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't don't be rude to the bankers. Right? I can't, how did I forget that? Because I, I was just saying. I got you, bro. That's <laughs> yeah, don't be rude to them. You know, we, <laughs> we locked and loaded synergy. Yeah, I, I was helping you out, too. So <laughs> thanks. <laughs> it's easier when you're not talking. Right. Yeah, don't be mean to them. You, I would make this joke, and this is a joke. I never did this. Do not try to sue me. This was a joke. This was a joke. This was a joke, but I would always say, I, I got this. Did he sign. mention this was a joke? <laughs> I, mean, I would tell my bosses this, but again, it was a joke, but I would tell people, you know, people would be mean to me as a teller. I can take all of the money out of your account literally in 30 seconds, all of it. 
gone. And I would do it on something like Saturday where we have the July 4th weekend coming up and you can't get your money back till Tuesday. That, that, that's the type of power the people at financial institutions have. Now, obviously, they will get fired and they will probably go to jail. And that's why I said this is a joke. And I have never done this. And obviously, you can verify this stuff because, you know, it's not in any of my transaction history. But as far as the ability to process a transaction, I'm, I mean, like, swear to God, I can take all the money out of your account in less than 30 seconds. Most of you have no money in your account anyways. But even... <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, let's say you have, like, I mean, put it like this. I tab hit two numbers and then I type in your dollar amount. All I have to do is hit the decimal sign, the period, and that automatically fills in, you know, zero, zero. I don't even have to put them numbers in. Then I press enter two times, all the money gone. My bad for the snap, gone. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, he said all the money, y'all. Yeah, and let all me, of it. when I'm talking about transactions, all speed, $10.72 that you got in there, okay? Gone. Yeah, when I'm talking about transactions, and I'm going to get to joint accounts, I'm saying this to set it up. Joint accounts isn't that complicated. But um, so this is more banking and financing. But yeah, some some, some of you, again, when I say this, not talking trash, but I was the best. I did I had the I had the I did I processed the transactions the fastest, and I did the most transactions per hour, and I had the lowest error rate. So <laughs> I know what I'm talking about when it comes Efficiency to efficiency at its finest. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, perfect. Your chores balance is perfect. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I, got you. You know, I was like, play it, play it. <laughs> but no, yeah, I'm not. My, my drawer is always balanced, you know, probably five, six times. And I've worked there over, almost six years. Uh, so, yeah, I know what I'm talking about when it comes to processing transactions. And I'd be real stressed out when I, people are doing my transactions and it's taking all day because I'm like, I know it doesn't take this long. Because I, <laughs> I used to do it when I'm going to my PFI. Obviously, you know, when I go to Navy, I didn't work there. So I don't know, you know, what their system is like, but I know it doesn't take that long because it can't. <laughs> I, only ha- I only have three accounts with them, so I don't know what they're looking at. <laughs> but yeah, be nice to the people at your finance institution. You will be surprised how many times your loan got approved because a human straight up said yes and over, overrid, override. <laughs> Allowed it to happen. They they decide they <laughs> they made a superior. <laughs> <laughs> they made a superior decision. So essentially all your paperwork said, no, don't give you the loan. And you were fortunate enough that a manager was there who had at your particular financial institution, like the location you were at, they had what it could be called red light authority. So you read, you know, yellow, green, and you were like, red, don't give them this loan. And literally a human said, give them the loan. They had sympathy for your ass. <laughs> Let's call it what it is. All right. right. So, in the, and you know, don't, and I, I mean, I mean, I did do this, which I can do for some people. We were allowed to not people, but, you know, you could go against the procedures to offer better service. Right. Because that's the main thing. But some people are going to be rude. (laughs) I'm going to tell I know the I know the manual and I will read you off the manual if you catch an ad to with me. So there's that. And then, <laughs> all right, I'm going to get into a couple more things real quick, and then I'll get into the joint accounts. Got you. So when it comes to, uh, I was talking about uh, checks on the last episode. So checks are good for six months. That would be personal checks. Then a check that is from State Farm can be considered a business check, because State Farm is a business. Mm-hmm. It can be considered an insurance check, because they disperse insurance checks. Okay. And they can also disperse paychecks, because they are they pay people, right? Depending on the fine institution, <laughs> all those checks can have a different whole policy. And then usually the whole policy is anywhere from, excuse me, not whole policy, how long the check is good for. The checks are good from anywhere from 90 days to a year. Insurance checks are usually good for a year. Obviously, you know, you got to get all that stuff figured out. 
Most checks, though, business, personal paychecks, they're good for six, uh, six months, and sometimes they might say 180 days on them. So be wary of that. And usually, if it's not stated, it's good for six months. If it's not stated, it's good for six months. If you get a money order from like the post office, that's usually 90 days, but it's stated on there. Again, if it's not stated, it's usually good for six months. And like I said, if you write a personal check mm-hmm. and you give it to someone, so let's say you write for today, July 5th, they have until um, January fifth to cash that check so that money has to be in your account that entire time i know millennials are like we don't even have checks but again you need to know how this (laughs) works get get some because you're gonna need them (laughs) right there are some people that only take checks yeah letting you know right yeah when you get first time get a mortgage right they're not playing yeah electronic what right right to check sir but you can do you can do a bank check or an official check or a cashier's check those are all the same thing that is essentially cash in the form of a check money order and official checks bank checks cashier's checks those last three i said they're all the same thing those are literal literal cash in the form of a check those checks usually don't get holds because cash doesn't get a hold if the bank is going to hold your cash they're not going to accept it because they didn't verify it right they don't hold they don't hold cash to think it's good because that's the most liquid form as far as um you know purchasing something and that's called that's a a secure no no not a secure check see and again this depends this this depends on the financial institution so a bank check a cashier's check an official check those are usually all the same thing that is literally instead of you withdrawing five hundred dollars they took that five hundred dollars and made it into a check okay so they already verified that the funds were in your accounts that's why you know it's an official check right when you write a personal check for five hundred dollars it hasn't been verified that the money's in that account yet. Okay. Okay. Then we're talking about a secure check. Right. That the bank, that's a personal check where the bank is saying the money is in the account and that usually comes with a fee, but you're better off just getting a bank check for that. However, right. depending who you're paying, they might want a personal check because when you get a cashier's check, it's technically not drawn off of your account. The money is withdrawn from your account, but it's a bank check. So it has the banks and from, you know, it's, it's not the exact same thing. So that makes no sense. So, what, <laughs> so you're me you won't take a money order, but you'll take a secure personal check just because it doesn't say literally my account on there? Depends on who. The bank or credit you had to verify, right? For me to get the... the, the but I don't... I'm not the bank. If you're paying me, wow, I don't care. <laughs> so I'm, you don't trust my financial institution now? Like, that's a whole nother level of distrust. Like, let me say, me do? Let me what? say this, because I experienced this. When the new 100 bills came out, yeah. and the blue ones, people did not want them. <laughs> we like, we don't got no fake money. Right. But would you, <laughs> we, 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 the, by the way, you can't determine if money is fake. You know, the bank does. By right. the way, again, I know what fake money... Tell her. <laughs> like, I, know, <laughs> I know what fake money is, but on top of that... Like, then, you know, you send it off to the FBI or whoever actually verifies that. Right. But people are trying to tell us that the money is fake. Like, I mean, obviously, banks do give out fake money because stuff does get by. Right. right. But I. <laughs> yeah. And the, <laughs> it gets real bad. Oh, real quick. Uh, ordering money from a bank. So usually you uh, the bank usually will say that you have a certain amount of money you can get withdrawn uh, in a day from your account. I know you might think the money's in your account, but the. The actual money isn't there at the bank. They have to have money for everybody. So usually you have to order cash. Um, I'm just saying this about the $100 bills. Uh, when you adopt somebody from China, China usually wants um, all new hundreds, like never touched. Oh, wow. <laughs> and like, imagine, you know, you're about to, the adoption process. Like go and imagine like if you were struggling, you know, all the things you can go through to lead up to the adoption process and you need $10,000 cash. And now you and the woman, you know, the mom's in the office crying and we're like, okay, you know, we're, you know, we're calling every, every financial institution, you know, every tower in the state of Maryland. Like you, <laughs> so yeah, you do have to order cash. If usually 
I would say five thousand dollars max. Usually, I would say put it like this: you don't got five thousand dollars. So <laughs> <laughs> most of you will never and use. It, this. Yeah, and if you, what do you need five thousand cash for? Right, you would get a check for that. But I would where I worked at it was twenty five hundred. And again, okay. you're talking about joint accounts. That's per account. So like the joint account, you get 2500 for that account, even if you and your wife come in. Now, if your wife has a million, no, account number one million and one, mm-hmm. she gets 2500 too. That's, no, she gets that limit too. But the same account usually has a total limit. But if you go to another, like say you go to Baltimore, then you go to DC, mm-hmm. right? M- most tellers are not looking to see if you did a withdrawal already for the day. Gotcha. Because <laughs> that would be bad customer service because your right. transaction would be taking longer. Right. And they tell you not to do that. But hey, you, it's your money. You know, it's my money. I need it now. Right. Uh, fair use. Hope I don't get sued for that. So, yeah, that's a lot of the stuff for the financing. Right. Boom. All financing stuff. Now, real quick for joint accounts, because we are at a minute, an uh, hour and 30. So for joint accounts, how do you set that up? Well, you would figure out what type of accounts. That's why I set, did all the spiel. Gotcha. What type of accounts you have. OK. Right. All that type of stuff. And the simple. This is very simple. Once you sign that document, that marriage certificate. You would go to your finance institution or you probably do it online and add them to all of your accounts. Say it one more time for the people, Corey. When you sign that, what? The marriage certificate. One more time. Marriage certificate. Okay. Hundred dollars to get married, right? right. Just, just making sure y'all y'all hear that. So once you, once you sign that, we are not putting our girlfriends or boyfriends on our joint accounts. Right. This okay. I, don't, I know why you said this. Look. Marriage certificate is when accounts get joint. I already said this about the loans on episode nine. Do not get on a mortgage with someone you're not married to. Y'all out here being stupid. Be stupid. <laughs> Be stupid if you want to. Do not get on a joint account with someone you are not married to. That That's end of the discussion. So once you sign the marriage certificate, add them to all of your accounts. And that's it. For, I know we said joint accounts. That It's not complicated. Y'all try to make it more complicated than it is. That's why on episode nine, we were talking about who pays the mortgage. The account is joint. So it. <laughs> Y'all, bo- y'all are both paying it. And if someone is a stay-at-home parent, even though they make no income, the accounts are joint. So they are technically paying it too. Now yeah, It's two ladles <laughs> in the same pot. Who cares who's scooping? Don't right. fill it up. <laughs> right. Again, now, when someone is joint on an account, we were talking about wills a little bit for the pet insurance and paying those bills when someone passes away. Usually when someone is joint on an account, they get the money first, right? However, you know, someone passes away. Mm-hmm. However, a, obviously a will would override that. But then on top of that, you can get someone called a payable on death. So they're not joint on the account. But when they, you know, someone passes away, that person would get the money. So let's say you have a joint owner on there and you have your child. Um, well, not going to say your child because the other parent would have the money too, technically. But say you have a joint owner and a payable on death and it's that's technically two different people. Right. They would each get half the money. It would be split up that way unless obviously you have a will in place. That's how the bank will look at it. Again, what if what if the joint owner takes the funds oh now you're talking about fraud no 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 no. i don't want to get into elder abuse which is terrible yes 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 like if the money isn't there by the time the will gets resigned you know put it like this the bank's not going to know you passed away right (laughs) right they they would have to be notified so the joint owner where it could come in and then transfer the money withdraw them they can legally take i mean because they're on the joint on the account right they could take the money out and or transfer it to theirs and then they'd be in the clear by knocking the payable on death on there that's more of an elder abuse situation okay right i mean people do do that back Rarely, like husband, spouse, right? Your payroll yeah. on death would likely be your children, right? But that's if both of y'all pass away, because obviously your wife, 
it's yeah. her kids, so she it don't matter if they got the money or not. Right. right. So it wouldn't be set up that way. But again, I recommend having a will in place, you know, on top of that. Have the joint owner, have the payable on death set up, and but then have the will over that so you're good to go. And then like I said, you know, the payable on death could try to take legal action, but they'd be hard pressed to prove it in court. Because then they'd actually you know, I mean you are payable on death, but the joint remember the joint owner can do transactions. The payable on death can't. Right. So, <laughs> so I guess it's first come, yeah. first serve at that and, point. And, and essentially the joint owner can just say, you know, your wife Jordan told me to transfer the money, then he died. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So yeah, joint accounts is real simple. That's why I didn't I didn't talk about it because I it's not complicated. As soon as you sign the marriage certificate, however your fine institution, you know, your accounts are set up, they get added to all the accounts. Now the one and we'll wait till Jordan's wife is on here, so she they can chime in because they're married and i don't want to act like i know what i'm talking about although i do because i y'all know about no joint accounts you got one (laughs) i've won the many but um you don't you can but i don't recommend y'all just joint it's not that you know you each spend you know each use the same checking account you can if you want to but the joint accounts are more from a legal protection right again have the will set up have the um attorney effect set up power of attorney and also have what was the health directive set up as well right so that person can execute your wife or your husband can execute transactions if something happens to you side tangent your spouse is not uh, allowed to make health care decisions by default on your behalf in the state of maryland so a health directive is super important is actually that is a state-by-state uh case and our maryland listeners you need to get a health directive tomorrow right because it actually defaults to the doctor first prior to your spouse. Right. So. Yeah. And I rec- and again, by the way, the usually the doctor is going to default to your spouse. Less, less, you know how it actually works, but by law, they don't have to. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, your spouse they, decides to start wilding. They're just going to make a decision. And yeah, that's how that right. goes. And so again, remember will, I recommend will in the defense part. Remember that's, I know, I mean, will is different to set up because most people don't have them, but before you start investing, for me, if we were to you know, check check stuff off in order, mm-hmm. I would have the will set up. So yeah, you need to have a will. Set- I mean, if you're married and you have a house, you need to have you know have these things in place. Right. Um. So, but yeah, joint accounts. Y'all y'all wouldn't be using each other's accounts again. Budgeting, right? We didn't. This is the budget episode. We all be budgeting anyways, so they don't need to check your account because when we make sure the last budget was executed to the T, every penny was spent. Art. I don't need to see the account because the the budget man. <laughs> Right. The budget matches something like mint. I wouldn't recommend joining your uh, accounts on there because it can just be so complicated. I mean, you can, but, you know, you don't want to make it convoluted. But, you know, you join, make sure you're joint on your spouse's bank account. I would say it's going to be really hard to succeed financially if you're not uh, joined on them. The last thing I'll say, because we're coming up on it. And I was going to say, and this is where uh, being equally yoked comes (laughs) becomes a a big thing. Right. You you both had to be equally invested in the in the finances and equally invested in the knowledge behind how finances work so you're not responsible one spouse is not responsible for micromanaging the other one that's that's not oh yeah gonna work out long term joint finances is joint responsibility which means you need to be both be knowledgeable okay right, yeah to don't be accountable don't get on the same page with finances when it uh what did i say it's my don't own get saying. on the same page with your wife get on the same page with, with your fiance. fiance there we go with your spouse get on yeah. the same page with finances with your fiance, Dang, I gotta remember what I, I, got I forget you. what I said. I got you. That's what, see, you're talking. I'm listening. I, I know, it. but I should be able to remember what I made up, uh, right? Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, marriage counseling. I'm again, again, do not again. The counseling to be joint because this is going to be so. In, in short, you're if the accounts are not joint, you're likely going to get divorced. I'm, yes. I'm not now. It's different if y'all both agree, but you know, as far as when it comes to actually talking about finances, you're probably going to get divorced. And if you're going to get divorced, that's a bad financial decision. So don't get me right. <laughs> Spend all that money on the wedding, right? It's going to cost you more money in the long term. <laughs> the only time, like I said, the last thing, 
I don't not to say I don't recommend, but I say be hesitant to join the accounts is when um, child support is involved, because unfortunately it, for women, you need to be wary of this. If you're marrying someone right who has to pay child support, um, well, obviously everyone be marrying someone. Right. But uh, <laughs> sometimes, you know, the technically your stepchild's mother they will get the child support to be increased based off of your the new joint income, <laughs> not just the father's or your your new husband's income. And I would be very, very weary with that. I would speak with an attorney on this. But I do know that some people do not get their bank accounts joint because, you know, the husband is paying child support and it's already a lot. And that that's based off of his income. And if they, they don't want to make it seem like, you know, the husband has access to more money because then that could be brought into court. And then, you know, obviously, then the child support goes up. Now, let me say this. That does not if you don't get them joint, that does not mean, you know, you just bypass situation again. Speak to a lawyer about that. But that is something if, you know, you're marrying someone who already has a child and they're paying child support. You guys need to figure that out. And that, that'd be the one time I would say, like, delay getting married, things of that nature, because you, you need. You need to prepare for a child. You have to pay child support. You can go to jail for that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. for being back on that. up front. Be, be yeah. responsible. Be fiscally responsible. Figure out that situation and how to best adapt to it yeah. and handle it. Yeah. So that'd be the one time I recommend. You know, I would say delaying joint accounts, and then if it comes to a point where your attorney says not to join them, then then do not do not join them from the child support standpoint. Obviously, still take care of your stepchild. You know, don't Corey said not to take. You know, <laughs> I can't that. take care of you yeah. because we you know. We but from a, a legal standpoint, because that you. You should not have to. Your the husband or the the father's child support should be increased in my in my eyes because of that, at least forcefully. Um, but yeah, that's it for joint bank accounts. Join the accounts financing right section. Boom. Hour hour yeah. and forty two minutes. Now, last part okay. of that. What is what's your what is your recommendation for contributions? What to the bank account? Yeah. Oh, you you um. It depends on how y'all want to how y'all want to pay the bills. You sort of spoke on it earlier. Okay. But relative to how when the money is coming into the house and when the money is coming out, that's how the money should be deposited. You can have one checking account where right. you're putting like the bills money into. Okay. Some people do that. That can be called a request checking account. It's so you have your regular checking with your debit card. You can get it like another checking account, which is just for the bills. Right. You can deposit the money in there. My recommendation is, in all honesty, you have to work with someone if, if, if it's confusing. I, there's no there's no one. This is talking about uh, tracking transactions. Right. right. Budgeting, it doesn't matter. But tracking it, I can't tell you how y'all are comfortable with the money coming out of your, like where it actually comes out of. And not to mention, I need actually explicit. I need to know when your money comes in. So right. obviously, if the mortgage is 2000 let's say it's 2500 right? And, you know, he gets paid $6,000, but his first check is eighteen. Hundred, then obviously he can't. He can't. Right, <laughs> right. So it, it all depends how the money. I mean, you have to do that so you know you're not getting overdrafts and your bills aren't getting paid. So there is no cookie cookie cutter uh, answer for that. No, it's yeah. to each his own for your own situation. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the the best thing to do is to um, have money. I would say have money coming out of your each checking accounts. Okay. And then if that isn't working, then open up one check account checking account where you're dumping the money into for the bills. But that's just for the bills. Something like grocery bills, clothes for kids. I mean, it's things that aren't static. That's however y'all are managing it. That works for y'all. But yeah, I, you you can put stuff in one account, but that's again that's some, that's going to be on one person's account. So that person is you no know, somebody's going to be joint on that account. Right. Right. So I mean, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. I mean, if you can get ahead on your bills, that we have to worry about it. So you have money already there. Right. But nah, okay. yeah, there's no one way to do it. It's really to each your own with that. Gotcha. All right, that's it. Fourteen minutes over. We're done. Did you have a think piece? I'm good. All right. 
shameless plug. So you can follow me at sideline underscore Corey. You can follow Jordan at stop stalling J. That's S T O P S T A L L I N G J A Y on everything. Business page. Finally, fit 06 F I N A L L F I T 06 on everything. YouTube is Corden in full effect. For those of you who have feedback, please leave a, leave a dislike and a bad comment so we know. <laughs> please subscribe there. Hit that bell for the notification. If you watched this video and didn't like it, shame on you. Please uh, review us, rate us, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Please. and Spotify. And that is it. Again, next episode, investing episode. Let's episode go. after that. We'll be off uh, in two weeks. Super excited for right. that. But then the investing episode. After investing episode, we'll be off. Then when we come back, generational wealth episode. Then when we come back, we'll be back to our new format where we're going to keep things about 30 minutes less than this because that's what y'all asked for. Keep it locked. So we expect our numbers to go up when we change the format. Hey. Like you're saying. Be at your house. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, we're gonna catch you outside, and you might. He needs some milk. Okay. All right. Nah, no. I'm. I'm really going. I'm gonna end y'all. Because you, you know, you playing Call of Duty, you see somebody with that 25, 25 kill streak, no deaths. Because you know the game must be over. I hope they don't have the nuke on. They got that pave low and they got that uh, that chopper, that AC-130. Yeah. You know what that third kill streak is. The freaking tactical <laughs> nuke. Oh, my goodness. All right, y'all. Like I said, there will be two more episodes around this length. I will not shortchange y'all on the investing in generational wealth. I am thinking in my head, if I'll break those up for y'all, I probably won't. So I can just keep flowing. And like I said, those will be the last ones that are long for those of y'all that are screaming. But then, really, y'all said y'all want the, y'all want the finance advice. So y'all should be okay with Make that. Up your minds. Yeah. And, and, all, and again... It's something, never mind. Yo, I'm, I know Jordan's right. I'm ready to. I got to add that document. Damn it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> we good? All right, we good. We'll catch y'all next time. So remember to save more and say less. And keep making better your best. And we will catch y'all in the next one. Let's go.